Welcome to Pixels and Pints Podcast. I'm Bradley. I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Fuck, yeah. And I'm actually drinking a pint this week. <laughs> you are? <laughs> yeah. I want to hear about yours, you though. The, you yeah, did peer pressure. I pressured you into shit. Yeah. Gonna come out, gonna be on a podcast called Pixels and Pints and not even have a pint, bro. Yeah, two weeks in a row. Yeah, not not filling the uh, uh, cont- continuity errors that I was creating. So, I think you're right. It's time to get back into the booze. Yeah, your your pantry's not getting any any less full. <laughs> That's for sure. I, my garage is still full of beer. We don't have a place to bring it inside. Replace some of those dogs with with beer. beer yeah, that's tasting. the plan. That's the plan. One's got to go. Right. Well, so I am. I'm drinking a big mistake. Keeping mm-hmm. it local from Eleven Below here in Houston. Big mistake. 2019. So it's three years old. Holy shit. Three years old. Going on almost three and a half. These things. This is like a summer release, right? Uh, shit. I don't. Rem- yeah, it's always hot. Well, I don't know. It's like a, it's always fucking it's hot. March. No, no, no. I think it's March. I think it's in March. Might I think be. it's my birthday. Oh, that's right. It is. It is. That's when we go to the tasting is on your birthday. We always buy tickets for your birthday. Yeah. So big mistake, 2019, almost, almost four years old. Holy shit. It's a uh, bourbon barrel aged Russian Imperial stout, 12.3% ABV at least. At at least. least. Uh, Crazy. It's 93% on beer advocate. Uh, did not expect it. It's the first time I've actually looked it up on Beer Advocate. So people love it. Um, I don't blame them. It's a it's a goddamn incredible beer. It's a really good beer. I and mean, yeah. we were actually talking about it right before we went live. And uh, it's super boozy. You really get you really get that bourbon. Like it's heavy on the bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like a it's a boozy dark chocolate bar. Mm. You know, because you can because you get that bitterness of the chocolate. Uh, after you, after you take a swig and then it's just, it's so good. It's so and then, good. And then you get, you get that warmth, uh, on the back end from the, uh, barrel aging. It's true. Yeah. I can, I can taste the wood that they cut down from that fucking tree. <laughs> you can feel the life of that fucking tree slide down your throat. All right, let's. Uh, I got a little weird. I got a little gets, weird. Gets um, weird. <laughs> it's gonna get weirder. Yeah, it's gonna get super weird tonight. Uh, so I'm drinking a Southern Tier Warlock. Uh, so this is one of the beers that we made the trip up to North Carolina for. It is 8.6 percent, so a little bit lower. It is an Imperial Pumpkin Stout. It has a 89 on Beer Advocate, and it is listed. This is the description off of Beer Advocate. It's fucking super it's weird. Really- it sounds romantic, dark and mysterious. The Blackwater series is serious about high gravity reanimate your senses with warlock's huge roasted malt character moderate carbonation and spicy pumpkin pie aroma um it is it's good it's really fucking good i love it uh if you if you see it somewhere uh up on the northeast coast um maybe all the way into south carolina i think it goes that far maybe georgia too um but it's a northeast beer company um Get it. It's fucking good. Uh, pumpkin, don't fuck with it. Warlock all the way. <laughs> I, I may, I may take, I may take, uh, not an entire case. I might take like some of the nitros. Mm-hmm. If you're not into the nitros, I may take a pack of uh, a nitro or two just to, just to, just to fuck with it. 
Yeah, yeah. If you um, want a pack, we got some. Yeah, I know you do. You're going to have some for a while. <laughs> yeah. The nitros aren't bad. The one with coffee no? in it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I had one of those the other day. God, what did we have? We went and hung out with uh, the, the crew last night, and I had um, Shell Shock, which is uh, a crazy-ass fucking... You know those uh pump or those uh little turtle candies? They're like chocolate and almonds and caramel. They turned that into a fucking beer. And the the artwork on the uh the beer label is uh one of the ninja turtles without a mask and he's like covered in blood and then you have as you rotate it around, you have just Shredder's hand in the picture with like his knives and shit on his arm. And it's just called Shell Shocked. It is the most metal ass fucking comic book looking uh cover to a beer and it tastes incredible i don't i don't know where janet got them but they only come in four packs and they were kind of fucking expensive god i remember this i haven't been able to find them yeah. you have to ask her uh tell her to drop me a drop me a line on where where you found it because i've been looking well just like locally but i haven't yeah. found anything locally yeah sofa Need said the same thing he's been trying to find it and i took one over there last night for him to try it i got two more i'll save you one uh but that, that other one I'm drinking, <laughs> that motherfucker yeah. was too good. It's uh, Martin House. It's Martin yeah, House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember seeing it. Uh, I remember them posting it on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they posted the, uh, they posted the, uh, you know, the picture of uh, yeah, the- Leonardo. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll drink it just because of the can. I don't give yeah, a fuck same. about how it, how it tastes. S- same. I, I, I cracked the bitch yeah. open. The first one that I drank wasn't that good. And I think my, my taste no. buds were just fucked up from allergies. But the one that we drank last night, I was like, this beer fucking slays. It's, it's, it's hella good. Hell yeah. So good. Damn. Hell yeah. All right. All right, man. You ready to get into this? Yeah, man. Let's fucking go. Let's go. All right. So... The big, the big thing coming up this week was uh, obviously the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some stuff to go into with that. Um, don't really give two two fucks about who won what. All you got to know is God of War won a whole bunch of shit. Fucking swept. Uh, yep. Uh, Elden Ring uh, won a whole bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really about it. It was a it was a Sony and a, an Elden Ring show, pretty much. Everybody yeah. else wasn't much left uh, for people to win. So uh, not much to go over with that. We'll get into it a little bit though. Um, other than that, I I guess kind of a couple of updates from like the last podcast we had, there wasn't like a whole bunch of news. Um, I guess let's get into that so we can get into okay. the good shit. First up was uh, a response from the Panda, the Panda CEO, yeah. Dr. Alan Bunny. Bunny, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. What a shit ass last name. Yeah, it's fucking, it's resign. a weird last name. Yeah. Uh so uh I called it. I called it Medium is now the new is now the twit new longer. thing. Yeah. It's yeah. the twit longer of whatever controversy. If you ever do if you do something dumb, create an account on medium.com and then post it as your response. Yep. Apparently that's what everybody's doing these days. Um <clears throat> I don't I don't really know what to I don't really know what to say about it. So the crazy thing is is like he's he's resigned, but he still he still co-owns the company. So he still has shares. I, I, I don't know if Panda's like a publicly traded company or if it's privately held. If it's privately held, I think he still owns a good chunk of of the stock there. 
Yeah, but Although he just he kind of stepped like, down from like being a lead. Yeah, he he uh, in the medium article he uh, he said some some stuff about wanting to sell his shares of the company, and he's just like done with the Smash community just overall. Yeah, just, <laughs> his 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 starting statement was like, "I'm stepping down, and uh, I'm stepping away from." What does he say specifically? Uh, I yeah, I, I will no longer be part of the Smash community, and I do not wish to return. That's how he yeah. starts off the article. He's like, uh, I don't want a part of Panda. I don't want a part of Smash. I'm just fucking walking away. All of you guys are toxic. Fuck this shit. And then he just throws shade for like a fucking 30-minute read. This is so yeah. long, it has a table of contents. Yeah. This is this is almost like the uh, the Mick Gordon situation. Yeah, uh, from a from like a month back, same thing. He just <clears throat> he just he was burning every single bridge, bro. He did not. All of he them. did not give a fuck. He did he, not give a fuck. Yeah, and he he even states, uh, "I'm not afraid to call out the names if I have to," and then he does, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then posts personal text messages, DMs, like. The the whole nine yards, dude is uh, dude went wild. You know, I don't I, I don't blame him. Uh, he I caught really a lot of fucking shade, uh, and then he was just like, you know what? I, I don't even give a fuck. I'm out. I'm out. This bitch. I'm a CEO. I don't give a fuck. I'm rich. I'm out. And you know what? Like I, <clears throat> I don't really, I don't really blame him for for a lot of the things that he said. I, I know it's like there was. Like I, I got the feeling like this dude was a was a complete dick, and I still kind of think he's a total dick. But I, I, I kind of, I kind of felt where he was coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not like how much of that is actually true or not. So I was just like, all right, well, I mean, at this point, like, I, I think I just hate the Smash community entirely. I just don't care anymore because they all sound like dirtbags. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's so it's so weird because like he he did the CEO thing, right? So he he came through and he said, My company has to be better than the other company. So we are going to push everybody out and we're gonna be the best. And we're gonna do all the negotiating. And if you want to be a part of this fucking tournament, you gotta come through us because we're we are it. We are the licensed thing. And by doing that, he just burned everything down. Uh, you know what? Like I, I, I kind of, I kind of can't blame him on that because he. No, he made the right move, but it was bad yeah. for the community. It was, I, and you know what? Like I, his his reasoning for the whole reason why he was confident about uh, Smash World Tour not getting, uh, not getting the license, telling people you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, join an unlicensed tournament. Yeah. Like I could kind of feel it because it sounded like, and if it's true, he he was working on this license for like three years, and I think Smash World Tour had only started in January of this year, and his claims are that it took him three years to finally get licensed, and his understanding, or at least his his gut reaction, was that there's no way Smash World Tour, with all of the all of the things that they've been talking about, how they wanted to do this legit. They wanted to get Nintendo's blessing to do all this and that. He basically was like, there's no goddamn way. It took us so long to do this. And you guys claim that you started in January. There's no way you're going to get licensed in time yeah. for this. 
And I can kind of, I can kind of see where he's coming from. It's just like, bitch, you know, you're not going to get licensed. Just do it unlicensed. There's no way. There's no way it's going to happen. If you're going to wait to get licensed, you're going to, you're going to be shit out of luck. 2022, 2023. And if it's going to be like the same process that, you know, Panda had to go through allegedly, then it's not going to be until like 2024 until you can have a, an actually licensed yeah. uh, tournament. And so I can see where like his, his kind of uh, just confidence in talking to the, to the tournament organizers and the players and sponsors and all this kind of stuff. I can kind of understand it. Maybe he went it out. He went about it just being an asshole. But hey, man. Maybe I mean it seems like brakes. it seems like some of it was a little bit of manipulation on his part, and some of it was him trying to share information with the community and being like, "You've already got all these fucking players. Just bring them over. Just migrate them here. We'll get it done. You know, you guys probably got like another two years before you can be licensed or you can just be a part of us." He offered them. He offered certain people like fucking jobs inside of Panda, yeah. uh, specifically Ken. Uh, and then it Ken just, Ken, yeah. yeah. And then it just went, they, they've been going back and forth and Ken's been spreading all this crazy shit. There's these wild, dude, this whole fucking article is really fucking hard to unpack. Uh, cause a, you have to sit down of, for a long time to dig through it. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, well, maybe not a lot, but, uh, I don't, I don't know what BTS stands for, but BTS was like the other, I guess, main group, uh, that was, uh, that was kind of involved in this whole situation that I think smash world tour. I think they had some understanding with BTS. I think Ken Chen owns BTS or something like that or something like that. Uh, and I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe people, you know how it is. Like you get, you get a community together. They like to fracture off into like their own kind of like, you know, cool kid club. Mm -hmm. And if you're not part of the cool kid club, you basically just get snubbed. Like nobody wants to, nobody wants to work with you. Nobody wants to deal with you. You know, if you try to come and share your your Legos and like, hey man, like you want to you want to build something together, just like fuck your Legos. We don't need your we don't need your shitty ass. Not even Legos. What's the what was that? What was the uh, what was the ghetto Legos back in the day? Oh, uh, Mega Block or something? Yeah, <laughs> Mega Blocks. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, just like if you got Mega Blocks, <laughs> you just knew your parents were poor. Like, get your off brand Legos. <laughs> yeah, out of my house. Like, I don't want to play it, with you. And if you had Lincoln Logs, you didn't tell nobody. I love but. Lincoln Logs. <laughs> I'll build the badass, most badass uh, fucking log cabins, bro. Yeah, no <laughs> dude, I had the best log cabins. They were the fucking best. Wait, was I poor this entire time? Maybe, dude. Um, Fuck, man, I, I, it's so wild. Like at the at the end of this yeah. article, he, you know, he he does a TLDR and he's like, "Hey, if you skip to the all the way to the end, please don't fucking read the article." But his last statement here. The goal of Panda Cup was always about growing the entire Smash community. It was never about my personal aspirations. I don't know that you can say that you're fully, um, what is that word when you do stuff uh, just for the betterment of other people without wanting anything? Um, I, as a CEO, I don't think that's in your blood. Um, so either. I don't think so either. Uh, and then he says, our model has always shared revenue with everyone outside of Panda, including events, casters, players, production, staffing, and more. And that's, I mean, that, that's paying people. It, it, yeah. I didn't do this for myself and we paid people. 
That's a fucking weird statement. It's a fu- <laughs> so like well, his his argument was that he tried to get, I think, uh, what was it? The um, the commentary desk. Yeah. Uh, he tried to get, I think, BTS folks. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, hey, you do the you do the commentary for us and we'll give you all the proceeds. That's what he claimed. Mm. He's like doing it. He did it. He did it for the community. He did it for the people. Who knows? This, this Who knows shit is never. I mean, I want to say this shit is never for the community. I know the people who, you know, like, like Moist Critical and Ludwig and shit like that. Those guys genuinely do it for the community, but they're not fucking CEOs, right? They're not yeah. in charge of a uh, multi-million dollar fucking organization. They, they put together well, stuff. I, I will say, though, uh, they, people that big, I guarantee you, people like Moist Critical, they probably have brand managers. They to do help them, to help them manage themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think you're I think you're right though. There, there's a difference between just being this person, yeah, who can just you know snap his fingers and all of a sudden you have millions of eyes, millions of supporters to just support whatever dumb thing that you decide. You know, could you imagine if you had just like tens of millions of followers and you could you could ignite a brand overnight and just have them become like the biggest thing for like the, the next two, three months. You know what I mean? It's, it sucks, man. I like, like looking, looking at this dude, he even says in here, uh, he, he didn't do this, uh, out of greed. And now he's become the villain. He said, he's been working on this for years, putting together this whole thing. Like you said, over three years at, at, uh, in negotiations with, negotiations with Nintendo to be a licensed event. Yep. He was like, uh, he sacrificed a lot of himself, his money, his time to put this together because he's passionate about putting together a Smash tournament and giving something back to the players. He said he never paid himself a dime for any of the work that he did on this um, over the past nine years, 10 years, 10 years. That's wild. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, now I'm the villain. Right. And he said, people are literally attacking his home. Now That's that I wild. can believe. Yeah. The, the internet, the internet, uh, you never Def- get on the wrong side of the internet, dude. Don't. Definitely. If your full name is out there oh. and you're a PhD, so it's super easy to look you up. <laughs> Dr. I guess so. Alan bunny. Um, you get found out real yeah. fast, right? So I, I feel bad for the dude, uh, regardless of, you know, what all went on here. Uh, getting on the wrong side of a uh, giant community, uh, definitely a bunch of sweaty nerds. Yeah, you don't uh, want to do that. rough. I mean, the uh, I think we talked a little bit about the response even last week. Mm-hmm. You know, people people were being wild in his, yeah. in his uh, uh, responses or the responses yeah. to his tweet about him stepping down as CEO. Uh, he got some wild ass responses. Uh, sweaty nerd culture, man. They don't give a shit. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Dude, they will attack their favorite IP because there's an Asian person in love with a black person. Like, thank you. Star Wars community for ruining <laughs> everything. That's fucking good. Uh, Literally the most toxic fucking community. Yeah. What was that? What was the, uh, what was, uh, what's his name? The black Brian dude. Boitago or something like that. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, 
he he went he went off the rails like mm-hmm. after after the after that third uh star wars movie out of that trilogy yep he went he went straight just bonkers about that entire situation i don't blame him he was he was tired like he was just like i don't i don't want to do this ever again yeah yeah the the community is fucking super toxic if they don't like you yeah which is Star Wars has chewed up and spit out a whole bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. They didn't like they didn't like Kid Anakin. They didn't like uh Big Anakin. Mm-mm. They hated both of them. Yeah. They hated They didn't like Jar Jar. <laughs> oh, Jar Jar. That that oh, dude shit. that dude got harassed so much he tried to kill himself multiple times. Tell you. We we've talked this... about that before. Like the internet's just the internet is vile sometimes. That's pretty rude. Um, Uber. I, I guess a good takeaway from all of this is that remember people who are listening when you're typing to someone on the other, other side of that receiving bullshit that you're about to put out, that's a human. And regardless of how you feel, they do have emotions. Take a fucking breath, take a fucking breath before you hit send. I, this might be a little controversial, but okay. This is one of the reasons why I would be, I would be, I would pop, I would pop just like a, just like a, a large trash container, like a, a restaurant trash container full of popcorn Yeah. to watch what would go down if Twitter decided to uh, verify your accounts using like a physical ID, like the only oh. way that you could continue using the service is that if you verified who you were. And so all of these people who like to post like the most vilest of shit and send, oh, yeah. it to, send like just some sweaty ass DMS to random people uh, on Twitter, yeah. posting some wild shit, talking yeah. shit just out the side of your mouth, knowing the fact that people know exactly who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you could just, you that would be, it would be super fun for everybody trying to get jobs. And then you could Good. just pull up their shit and then control F N word and be like, wow, <laughs> wow. You say the N word and the J word a lot. Um, that's rough. It could be. I bet you like <clears> they <throat> would have like services that would spin up and just like, how many times has this person said the N word? Oh my God. Like, like those, <laughs> like, yeah, there was a, an old website called clout or something like that. And you could pull up your, yeah. your Twitter account and see, uh, how popping you were at the time. Uh, I am sure somebody would spin up some reverse clout bullshit instantly and just make your name <laughs> registered on Google. Uh, it's coming, you know. I, I'm sure. I, I've seen... Uh, it's in I've other countries it. already. Reddit does the same thing. There are yeah. some bots. Uh, there are some bots where you can, you can actually uh, summon the bot. I don't know if you can do it anymore, but... There used to be a bot where you could summon mm-hmm. and what it would do is um, the person that you responded to, the bot would actually go through and say how many times they, they said. Oh yeah. I've word. seen that. I've seen that. Yes. I've seen that. People <laughs> pulled that so shit up. Good. Yeah. That shit so is good. fucking rough. Cause I remember people were doing it to themselves uh, to see if they had ever said it. Like on this one post that I was a, a part of that was goddamn. That was last year. I think yeah. when that yeah, I don't know if that thing's around anymore. That thing was causing a lot of controversy. I can imagine that people would start acting right yeah. if they if they really understood how all of this stuff follows you. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff follows you. 
Yeah, you got Could a pretty cool that... footprint across the internet. Yeah. Could you imagine canceling yourself? <laughs> because you just thought you just thought like saying the N word was hilarious for like mm-hmm. five years. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just thought you would just call everybody that no yeah. matter no matter what. You, you know no matter what. You know, I, I I think people who really enjoy it don't grow out of it. They do either. Yeah. There's something, there's something like, I guess, uh, I guess it's like the whole like taboo thing Mm -hmm. where like, you know, you know, you know, you shouldn't say it. Yeah. But you love the reaction that, uh, people have when Mm -hmm. you do say it. And I think that's, that's all it is. They love it. Well, or maybe, or maybe they just like gambling, dude. They're just rolling the dice every time it comes out of their mouth. They're like, what is somebody about to do right now when I say this word? No, you know, like this is that's all that's all like internet thug shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you never say that. You know, you the people who say that's kind of stuff offline uh, online mm-hmm. probably walk across the street and they say, like, oh my god, there's a black guy over there. Like, he's kind of scary going to walk across the other, yeah, the other side of the street. Uh, those are the people, those yeah, those are, the people are. Who, those are, like, those are the ones, uh. Those are the people that we we find um, their manifestos later in life. Yeah, uh, when they end up on the news. So, oh man, shit, man. Speaking of news, we got some new uh, Xbox prices. Uh, that was some fucking wild news. It's not as much news as uh, you know people dropping in words all over the place and people making yeah, lots to not, find. Not it, qu- not quite on that level. Yeah, not quite on that level. But Microsoft is finally joining Sony. And uh, some other publishers raising the first their first party games to seventy dollars, just kind of like how the I guess the direction of things just getting more expensive yep. is uh, starting to go. Yep. Phil Spencer did talk about this a couple of weeks ago, maybe two three weeks ago, hinting after you know when Sony raised their prices in in twenty twenty or like right. Right around the time that uh, the PlayStation 5 and Series X got released, mm-hmm. Phil Spencer came out and was just like, ah, we don't have any plans to, you know, to raise our prices, this and that. And we kind of left it at that. But it, it took about two years for everything to catch up. People seem to always forget that Xbox tried to raise the price of uh, games with gold or Game Pass gold, something like that. The Just their basic ass membership. Yeah. Or basic ass membership to actually, you know, do like online uh, multiplayer uh, type stuff. They tried to raise that price uh, a while back and people lost their shit. Yep. In fact, I think they tried to drop it like on a Friday afternoon. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they, they dropped it as, on a Friday afternoon. As everyone's going into the weekend to play fucking video games, they're like, oh, man, wait, yeah. man this is going to cost like $5 more a month. And uh, they they actually the backlash was so bad that they had to come back on the weekend. I think it was like a Saturday or a Sunday. I just write up and yeah, they post and a medium article. <laughs> <laughs> they posted they posted a medium article with about with about twenty thousand words. Yeah, expressing like we're sorry we we're did sorry this. You guys we had are the no best. intention. We'll never say that word again. Yeah, we'll never raise we'll never raise again. any prices. And, Game pass. It's not even game pass. Games with gold. I don't. Know, I don't even know what the fuck they call it. But here they are. Here they are raising prices. But here they man. are. I, they, I noticed they see I, the direction. Yeah. yeah. I, I I just pre-ordered uh, Diablo four uh, yesterday. Hmm. 
and uh, just the just the digital copy, and it was seventy nine dollars. I was like, "What the fuck? What the fuck? Seventy nine? I think it was seventy nine. I think it was seventy nine or sixty nine. Either way, normally Blizzard, all of their games are forty nine ninety nine uh, for their shit. Um, but it caught me off What'd guard. You just you the battle net, fucking no the battle net launcher. Yeah. Um, but I picked that up and I, that caught me off guard. And then I was thinking the other day when I was looking at, uh, like call of duty, the new one, I was like, damn, this is fucking 70 bucks. Okay. No, no, uh, no. It's $70. It's the battle net is only 70 bucks. Yeah. So 70. Yeah. So it must've been like 74 or something like that when I rounded up with taxes. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody, everybody's getting, everybody's, everybody's games are up, mm-hmm. um, which kind of sucks. I mean, I get it. Uh, the cost of yeah. development's a lot higher. Games are a lot more ex- time consuming to create. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, if, if companies want to keep making that 200 or 200% profit margin, you know, it's got to come from somewhere. Hey, at this point, I guess, um, we're, we're, we're a little bit too, too old, I guess, to really, to really have this kind of like, really matter to us yeah for sure i can i can understand like if you were if you're in your like teens early 20s you don't have a whole bunch of money and now everything that you want to purchase like if you're the kind of person who loves to trade in your old games and you know only have to spend like a couple of bucks now you have to basically spend an extra you know ten dollars I haven't seen a ten dollar bill in such a long time i have no i have no fucking clues on (laughs) i haven't held I haven't held currency of any kind in my hand in so long. I probably, yeah. you know, I probably had some in January. Uh, but, but that was it. I cannot remember. Oh no, that's not true. Uh, when I went to uh, Crunchyroll Expo, I had I had some dollar bills on me. Not not one dollar bills. Like I went to a strip club, but like I don't know some fifties and hundreds and. Tens and twenties. Okay. I don't remember yeah, what so, they look like though. It's it's a Hamilton. Okay, yeah. so it's a Hamilton. It's a, I think it's a, what is it the uh, the Jackson the Jackson's a, Jackson's the 20, five. The oh, twenty. Yeah. So Lincoln's the five. Yeah. Okay. So I I get it. It sucks, but uh, I think we I think we've gotten to the point now where it should be understood that gaming itself is a luxury yes you know what i mean it's not something that is required having having the ability to sustain yourself you know by being able to purchase food Mm -hmm. and live is way more important and uh that stuff is getting more expensive too yeah and to be fair games do not retain their value for more than like three to six months so if you just wait a couple months if you're if you're on a budget like you know like I was in Maybe. college, yeah. um, then you you just catch it on a deal later on, or maybe only buy your games on like Black Friday, Memorial Day, Labor Day, shit like that, uh, yeah. holiday bundles. Yeah, all all the retailers, all the yeah. retailers like all the, they always they do sales all the time. Yeah, catch the buy two get one at Target, um, Best Buy, shit like that. Best Buy, GameStop. Yeah, um, I think uh, game. So I remember telling you about this uh, 
I don't think I don't think it was on the podcast, but uh, GameStop was doing like a Black Friday thing where you saved like twenty percent off like clearance. I accident. I don't know how this happened. Fuck you, GameStop. I have no idea how this happened. So the default address is supposed to go to my place, but for whatever reason, when I made this order, it was like a, it was I think it was like ten items. You know, I didn't spend a whole, but it was like a hundred dollars for like ten games. Yeah, it was super cheap. But what ended up happening was that it it actually got sent to a GameStop store. The address in my address book on GameStop.com was the address to a store. I don't remember ever attempting to create an, you know, uh, an address. Yeah. That linked to a store. So all that stuff got sent to the store. Did they call and you? No. I went there to go. I, I I didn't know what to expect. I, I assumed like it's probably not something that you should probably do. Yeah. Try to mail an order to a GameStop store and attempt yeah. to go pick it up. So when I went over there, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, I think you got an order from me. Um, and they're like, we're not supposed to receive customer orders. So we just sent them back to the post office. I, have, I still have no idea what the hell's going on. So, um, were you able to get your your stuff? No, no. They they received it through their I guess um, wherever they received their shipments from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess in the back of the store or whatever. So they received it there, realized it was from a customer, and then they just you know, I, I don't even know if I want to call it rejected. They just returned it back to the post office. I guess like a return to sender type yeah. situation. And uh, yeah, so I wasted a hundred dollars. And like, uh, I don't know, a little bit of gas to go find out that they were just going to return my stuff back to the GameStop store or Damn. the GameStop distribution center or something like that. Yeah. I have no idea what happened. This was the dumbest shit. And in fact, I tried to make another order and realized it was trying to send that order to that same GameStop store. And what it's the not fuck? The default, it's not the default address in, the, in my address book on GameStop.com. My default address is my house. But for whatever reason, every time I tried to make an order, it was trying to send it to that stupid store. I have no idea what the hell's going on. That's fucking wild. It was, it was the dumbest thing ever. And the, the worst part about it is that I think two or three of those uh, games were sold out. Oh. And when I talked to customer service, they're just like, we can't, if we get it, re- if they send it back to us, we can't just send it back to you. That's, that's not the way it works. Like if it gets put back in inventory, maybe you get a chance to order it again. You know, but there's nothing else we can do about it. I was like, fuck. It was the dumbest thing ever. Dude, that's fucking wild. It's so stupid. But regardless of that situation, it's super easy to get cheap games. Yes. Maybe it's not like the the biggest AAA game ever mm-hmm. or whatever. But, you know, you can spend you can spend like five, ten dollars to get yourself a game. Yep. You know? Uh, Nintendo probably is the worst when it comes to this. Whenever they go to $70, you can guarantee that those games are going to stay $70 for a long time. Long and when time. it does have a discount, when it does have a discount, it's going to be like, hey, 69 Yeah. Yeah. I say, uh, how about, how about $59.99? It's like, yeah. this is, this game has been out for three years. We're gonna, you can save $10. $10. Nintendo. Yeah. Pokemon yeah. is always going to be super expensive. No matter, no matter what. Yep. No matter what. You're going to have to buy that bitch pre-owned if you want a discount. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what people are going to gonna realize 
too late. Yeah. Is that once physical media, once they discover that nobody's buying physical media anymore, or at least the vast majority of people aren't buying physical media, then your only resource is to go to that, uh, is to go to the Nintendo eShop, is to go to the PSN store, yep. the Xbox store. Yep. And you know what? They, they might not have any incentive to give you a discount. They're just like, it's $70 all day every day we don't care how old the game is (laughs) we don't care how old the egg you're gonna pay 70 bucks that's it that's all there is to it yeah and it my we've talked about this before my fear of uh virtual licensed product like games and stuff is just when they decide to shut down that server and it has to register the drm through that server that game's just fucked it just never works again so. I have. That's why I stopped buying stuff on the eShop. Yeah, I stopped buying stuff on the eShop. Well, it again, it's. I, I still blame Nintendo for just their, the way they haphazardly created their, their just store and how nothing just carries over. Mm-hmm. It's always just stuck on your machine. Yeah, I get it for the 3DS. I get it for the 3DS, but the virtual consoles what pissed me off, the fact that they had to make a distinction between. Buying Earthbound on your 3DS and then buying Earthbound on your Wii or Wii U. Yeah. No, I think it was only on the Wii U. Wii U. I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Because I have it on You both. had to buy it twice. Yeah. Yeah. I had to buy it twice because they're just like, nah, like that's not how your eShop account works. I was so pissed. I yep. assumed when I bought it on my 3DS that it would just be there I on could the Wii just, U. Yeah. I just go to my Wii U and I could just play it there. And to find out that they wanted me to purchase it again, yep. I was so pissed off. Yep. And I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Fuck you, Nintendo. Yep. So we'll see if they figure that out with their Switch too. We'll f- <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise, like, there's no way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend any money on the eShop for Nintendo. Not until I, I don't have an option. I guess just kind of like how Microsoft doesn't have an option. They do so not. Microsoft is also in the news. For this bullshit, and again, I don't really want to. I don't really want to talk about it, just because. Again, it's it's some legal nonsense. Who gives yeah. a shit? Yeah. You know what? Like, it's let 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 the, let it play out the way it is. But the FTC has officially moved to block the merger between Microsoft and Activision Activision Blizzard. Kind of, kind of surprising. The it worst was... part is. is Go ahead. I they don't have they don't have a very good legal argument. The FTC doesn't have a very good legal argument. That's all I was gonna say. It was pretty it was pretty weak. Yeah, and it's it's right after the news of they were just like, Hey yeah, we'll bring Call of Duty to other platforms. It's totally fine. Including Not the switch. Feel- yeah. But you know, let's be honest. There's a there's a good reason why they don't have it on the Switch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, one one obviously is that the you know the Switch is probably probably not the best platform for uh, for a large scale uh, online uh, first person shooter. And but definitely not time, one that's that type of content. You know what? What do you mean? Like, are you are you going with the whole like uh, the Nintendo Switch is a family platform type thing? Yes. I mean, we, I we, we both, we both agreed on that last week. Um, I saw Bayonetta's nipples though. Oh, that's true. That's true. Bayo's All nipples. Right. I saw Bayo's All nipples. Right. You gotta, you gotta nip out for Bayonetta. Oh, 
But yeah, I don't know. This is it's it. The FTC blocking them, you know, is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, that's all. That's all you can really say. At this point, if Sony, Sony was so gung ho about getting this uh, thing blocked, this is probably about as far as they they really should go. Mm -hmm. They did their job. The FTC is probably gonna like stretch this thing out for for a bit. It might even be a couple of years before Microsoft uh, ends up finally acquiring Activision Blizzard. Like, yeah. mission accomplished. They'll give them. They maybe they. I started thinking about this the other day. Like, what if this? What if this was their entire plan? Sony just decides to you know talk a little bit of shit. You know, get in get in front of this, get in front of this merger a little bit, yeah. and then as soon as they do this, they're just like, we got a couple of years. We're never going to get Call of Duty again after Microsoft uh, officially owns it, mm-hmm. but we don't give a fuck. We just wanted to. We just wanted to give them a little bit of pain. Yeah, and I can kind of, I can kind of respect that a little bit. You yeah. know what? You can't, you can't make it easy for them. You gotta, you gotta make them work for it. And Microsoft's gonna work for it. Yeah, so they got a couple options right now. They either drop, yeah, just drop back the merger. Yeah. Back out, it's going to cost them about $2 billion if they do that right now. Mm-hmm. If they wait until, I think it was April, if they wait to drop it uh, after April 2023, it's going to cost them $3 billion. Or if they continue going on, if it takes them until like 2025 to finally cl- complete the merger where the FTC says, yes, like, ah, okay, you can, you can, you can buy it. Who knows how, long, how much money it's going to cost them in legal fees and all kinds of other bullshit. And it's gonna it's gonna take them three a couple of more years to yeah. you know seal the deal, which means that everything that Activision Blizzard is gonna be doing from this point forward, Sony's gonna get, I guess, benefits off of it. Yep. So either way, like I guess good job, Sony. Uh Microsoft is shit out of luck for for maybe about another year or so. And it's gonna it's gonna hurt a little bit. Yeah. But uh they're probably still gonna probably still gonna buy it. Yeah, I, I think I think they're still going to push for it. I mean, it it makes a lot of sense, uh, being able to bring all of those those IPs over and just own them underneath the Microsoft umbrella. Yeah, um, be able to license stuff out as they want to, be able to kind of shape the way games are going, and not only that, but be able to create cool hardware around all the new shit that their uh, Activision Blizzard is going to be producing. I I hope so. Um, you know, as as somebody who's uh currently a game pass ultimate subscriber mm-hmm. i can't wait because i probably outside of like maybe diablo 4 i probably would not like intentionally make a purchase for any of the activision blizzard ips any of their games that they put out if i get it for free I'm like oh, all I'm right play it yeah i'm gonna yeah. play it i didn't spend a i didn't spend a whole bunch of money you, you can bet you can guarantee that i'm gonna get game pass ultimate as cheap as possible and if microsoft continues to fuck around and not close any of their loopholes, I'm going to be getting it so cheap. Like three year, three years worth of Game Pass. I think Game Pass Ultimate cost me, I think a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like before I did it this this past uh, this past month, you get it as cheap as I think I think it was like fifty dollars. God damn. You can get it for about fifty bucks. Three years of Game Pass Ultimate. I'm gonna keep if I can keep doing that every three years. Just pay like a hundred bucks. I'm going to keep doing it because I'm going to get all these games for free. Yeah. 
I don't understand how Microsoft is going to make any money out of this. I do not understand how they're going to make any money. But hey, Microsoft is a huge ass company. I think they're trillion, like a trillion dollar, or maybe not now, but at least they they probably were at some point. Yeah. Uh, 2021, 2022, a trillion dollar market cap company. Do you, do you see that they just put out, um, what is it on Samsung TVs or some shit where yeah. Xbox Cloud Gaming is just like built into it now? Yeah. That's fucking wild. It's cool. I I fuck cloud gaming. I don't think it I think it's I don't I'll have to see. If you're a casual fucking gamer, I think it's not a bad solution. You're right. But if it wasn't a bad well, okay. It's Microsoft. Cuz I was about to say like Stadia crashed and burned on it. But if it's Microsoft and it's basically if you can just and that's the way they do it now. Like you can, if you have Game Pass, mm-hmm. Game Pass Ultimate, you can basically stream a good chunk. I think yeah. it's like ninety percent. Like when we go through the Game Pass Ultimate games or the Game Pass games that come out every every month, mm-hmm. majority of them are cloud yep. enabled. So you can just play it through the cloud. Yep. I haven't tried it. I really should. I My really brother should. said you it's pretty good. He he was doing it on like his phone for a while. He just bought like a controller for his phone. Was just playing fucking games like in his his uh, truck while he was on lunch break. Shit, I gotta I gotta try it out. I gotta see I gotta see how good the uh, experience is uh, on the X on the cloud. Mm-hmm. But yeah, either way, hey man, um, more power to him. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens. It's probably not gonna happen as quick as as uh, people who uh, were a fan of Xbox. Um, as uh, quick as it was going to happen, but hey, man, it's, it's corporate bullshit. You know, it's, it's the way it works. Like, again, don't, there's no reason to, like, root for any one of these companies. Microsoft, Xbox, Nintendo, they're all going to find ways to, to, to milk you out of your money. They don't I give agree. a shit. I agree. They don't give a shit. So, when you think about who you give your money to, think about who gives you the best return on your investment, the best return on the dollars that you're going to be willing to spend for this company. And if Sony is, is your shit, they give you the best return. Hey man, spend it with Sony. But as soon as, as soon as they fuck up, Hey man, there's other options. Go, go to Nintendo, go to Microsoft, man. Don't, don't, don't hit your, I think this is the second time I've made that analogy. Um, but don't, don't become just a stan of any one of these companies. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're not a permanent fan. Mm -hmm. You're only a fan until they do something that you don't like. And then you pull your money out. You take your investment out, sell it back, get all that money, purchase a rival product and just enjoy gaming. That's all we're, that's all you want to do. That's all we all want to do. Man, you want to talk about the the fucking game awards? Let's go. All right. Oh man. So, a lot of fucking good games. A lot of cool shit. A lot of, a lot of great memes. A lot of fucking. Yeah. Can can we just? Yeah, there was. Can we can we can we talk about the fucking kid first, and then get into the you games? Talk about. I want I want to talk about <laughs> okay. the kid first. All right. I. Did you, did you do? Did you get? Any 
any backstory, any like after game awards yes. shit about yeah. this kid. Yeah. So Crazy. I watched, so Ludwig, I think put out a video or something like a, a dive into who this kid was. Uh, and then I watched uh pay money. Wubby kind of dig through it a little bit. This kid was fucking wild. So he has, he was on, uh, info wars, I think. And then he, yeah. he was, they think he was the kid who held up the like free China thing at a fucking game, like a, a NBA game. NBA game. Yeah. Um, but the, the, it's so wild. Cause we were watching cause we were watching it live and, and uh, you know, Miyazaki and his crew walk up uh, accepting the uh, game of the year award, right. For Elden ring. And then out of nowhere, this fucking kid walks up and he's got these fucking Jordans on. And I, I kept looking at him. I was like, he's not dressed nice. Everybody else is very professional looking. He does not look like he's part of the crew, not because he's not Asian, but very specifically because he's not fucking Japanese. Uh, and, and, and no one seems to be interacting with him. And then I was watching and Janet and I were like, you know, watching, I was like, dude, look at this dude's body language. He doesn't fucking belong here. And she goes, what do you mean? I was like, dude, he keeps looking off the screen. He keeps looking off and like kind of look, looking around every few seconds and he keeps adjusting where he's standing. I was like, he's about to do something fucked up. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then as soon as they accept the award, he goes, he steps up to the mic and they, then everybody stops and looks at him and he goes, I, I want to accept this award for my reformed rabbi, something, another bill Clinton. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck did he just say? Cause his accent was all like kind of hard to understand. And I was like, did he just accept an award for Bill Clinton? Like the president of the United States, Bill Clinton. She's like, I have no fucking idea. I was like, this is about to be insane. We tune over instantly to Hassan's Twitch stream and he's watching it. And Hassan is like, did that guy just say fucking Bill Clinton? And his chat is on fire. The dude is all over the fucking internet trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. He's watching the, the clips of it. And I was like, this is insane. Moments later, like probably not even like two minutes. Bill Clinton is trending on Twitter. There are memes coming out, which we have one up on here right now, invaded by dark spirit, which I thought was fucking incredible. That came out three minutes after the fucking awards ended within (laughs) minutes of this fucking hitting. They arrested the kid. (laughs) So they and then you can watch at the end of the the clip uh security comes up and grabs him and he tries to walk off and they're like no 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 and they pull him off to the side and then the camera cuts and i was I like i didn't see that part yeah i didn't see that part. i was like holy, holy shit, shit dude <laughs> but no one wanted to be the person to be like who is this because you know miyazaki and his people are walking up and they don't want to be like who is this kid because he could be working there right and the people who are working there don't want to stop him because he could be a guest of Miyazaki and his friends. So everybody just lets this dude up on stage. That's what I kind of thought. Yeah. Whenever I first, because I, I noticed him in the back. Yeah. He's kind of hanging on the back. Yeah. And it it crossed my mind, like, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah. You know, because he, he looks severely out of place. He yeah. was severely out of place. And uh, it, I, I, I did not hear anything that that kid said because I could not understand. Dude, he, yeah, he's got a really strong uh, Middle Eastern accent or something going on. Um, but like, I don't know. It was so wild. And when he's walking up on stage too, he 
he just kind of like blends in like full Assassin's Creed mode. He is patting people on the back and like pointing, acting like he knows where people need to go. I was like, dude, this kid is a genius. So they say, man, you just act like you belong and nobody's going to question. No one questions shit. That's what we used to do in the army, dude. We'd walk around. If we didn't have shit to do, we would go find a clipboard and grab just random pieces of paper that had shit printed on it and hold it and just walk around and go places. And people would be like, what are you doing? And be like, I, I, I'm busy. And and they'd be like, what? And we just hold up the clipboard and just walk off and no one would follow us. They wouldn't stop us. And we would just go find a place and fucking chill for the entire weekend that we were like on duty. <laughs> uh, yeah. the, the clipboard was like the biggest meme to just get out of shit. And everybody fucking knew, but no one wanted to be like, what the fuck are you really doing? Because you could be really doing some shit. And you just go, I, I got to go to the motor pool or I got to go somewhere. And that's what this kid did. He just blended in. Um, I saw something about this on um, the Lord of the Rings movies. So like when the hobbits uh, put on like, they, they put on some dumb shit and they stand in the middle of the orcs when the orcs are marching towards Mordor and none of the orcs notice them like in the ranks and it's because no one expects the enemy to just be in the middle of their shit because they just go that's true that must just be a really fucking weird orc uh and so that's what they're probably with this kid this just must be a really awkward looking asian kid or a really underdressed fucking worker you know what and i honestly think it's because the the game awards themselves i I don't watch I don't watch award shows, but the award shows are always just kind of they get a little weird, mm-hmm. and Lately. it's cringe, and you know it's all just like head up your ass yeah. type of things. You know, it's obviously like you know a lot of the you know a lot of these people have done some great accomplishments, yep. but to to go up there and just kind of like pat yourself on the back and stuff, it it's a little weird. Yeah, and every once in a while, somebody just kind of goes off the rails and I just kind of expected this. Like, of course, yeah, this kid in Miyazaki's crew, they're going to, he's going to, he's going to like opera is like, Hey man, if we win game of the year, I'm going to say something. Yeah. You know what? He was was messaging all of his buddies, dude. Yeah. It was totally plausible. Just like, yeah, yeah, it's part of Miyazaki's crew. He's, uh, he's going to go up there and, uh, he won game of the year award. So now all the, everybody's eyes are on are on that stage and so like he's just gonna say something crazy mm-hmm. just like all right this is like all right whatever miyazaki get get that kid off the stage yeah could have can... totally believed it totally believed it yeah the whole thing was super wild uh i'm glad i got to experience it live i'm glad i got to see the immediate fallout i thought this was a lot more funny um a, a, a very disrespectful but a lot more funny than then the slap uh, with Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. Um, it. So it got it got a little weird too, um, because the whole like, uh, was it Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton type yeah. shit? Everybody was talking, calling it a dog whistle for like anti-Semitism and things like that, and people were trying to break down. And so he was actually wearing Yeezys. Oh, that's what it was. It was Yeezys. So, of course, it's just like, oh, shit. Is this a Kanye like, thing? Like, he, he's signaling. It's like, I support Kanye. I support yeah. Ye. You know what I'm saying? 
And that's what people were thinking. And I think it was Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier actually had a conversation with the kid. And apparently this dude, from what we know, who knows if this is, uh, if this is again, just him trolling mm-hmm. uh, media, that he himself is Jewish. Uh, he's just a troll. And I think apparently Schreier thinks that he even knows Hebrew. Because I guess oh, yeah, yeah. is also Jewish. Yeah, uh, though, yeah. yeah, I saw that they uh, spoke Hebrew to him, and then he understood it and then pretended he didn't. Yeah, so it's one of those things yeah. where dude was just probably having a laugh, because I think he's super young, too. He's only like yeah. 15 or 16 Yeah, or he's like hella that. young. You know what? This is probably funny as shit to him and his homies, like you were saying. Yeah. This is hilarious. This is some like, weird rich kid talk. shit. Like, yeah. this is super rich is. kid shit. And I heard that yeah. it's incredibly hard to get into these big awards, like to get through the door, to be on the guest list, to make it in. So he had to know someone in no, the industry. He, he bought a ticket. He bought a ticket. He used like one of those ticket websites. That's all it was. Damn. That's all it was. He said he, uh, I forget the name of the, I forget the name of the, uh, the ticket, uh, the ticket service. StubHub yeah, or something? No, nah, it wasn't StubHub. I think it started with an A, oh. but there's, uh, but yeah. There was just a, it was, I believe it was open to the public. What? You know, obviously they have, obviously they have like, um, you know, celebrity maybe some tickets checks. and all this other shit. Yeah. yeah I mean, they, maybe they have some like checks and stuff like before you go in to make sure like, Hey man, you know, like, you know, if you, if you might, if you might try to do anything, but I'm, obviously the kid just went up and uh, somebody took a screenshot and like, you can, you can watch whenever they announce the winner to Elden Ring. Um, Everybody gets up, and then the kid decides to get up as well. Yeah, and he's walking from uh, way he, back. Yeah, and he just he just comes in. I think he even said that he. It was either him or somebody who claims to know him that his entire purpose was to find a seat, uh, just to be in that position, so that whenever they do announce the winner, that he's close enough, or like he's in like an aisle seat, so that way it's just you know he's able to get up and then just go. Damn, you know some I mean? wild premeditated shit. The 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 thing that a lot of people were bringing up on like different streams and stuff was like, if this kid had just brought in like a three D printed shank, like, that, like it's full crit damage, like it's all from the back, like he's just he could have went on a stabbing spree, right? Like this could have been wild because none of that shit registers. Are we leaking information that people don't know? But none of that shit registers through a um, metal detector, right? So yeah, that that was that was uh that was something that a lot of people brought up. Like as it's kind of like trolly and kind of like funny as it is on one side of the you know kind of thought process of it, and very dangerous on the other side. Yeah, you can see the other side where it's also disrespectful. Yeah, and then there's another side where it's just like, well, what if he just decided to? He didn't want to say something. He wanted to do something. Yeah, he wanted to hurt somebody, and. It, they we would have just seen it happen live. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's rough. That's a it's super rough. Yeah. Uh well we went down a real uh speculative it's path there. Uh but like it's really speculative. The, I mean, the, the, but that's not the, speculative. That's that's what the that's basically what the entire discourse. So it's either like it's disrespectful, it's hilarious, or it was da- or it dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Those are the three. Those are basically the three options. Yeah, because you. I don't think you could really stance. have another stance on it. Um, I and when really it first happened, 
I was just, I, I was just shocked. I was like, what the fuck is this? Bill Clinton? What the fuck? And then, and then my immediate thing was like, did I hear something wrong? Let me see what other people heard. And I just tabbed out and bam, Hassan is there. He's watching it. And I was like, Hassan's huge. Everybody is there. You know, there's 30,000 people watching Hassan. Let's see what these other 30,000 idiots have to say. So it was worth it. Uh, I, it's, it's fun to see one kid's, um, you know, two minutes of fame just below <laughs> the doors off the fucking <laughs> internet for an entire weekend. Yeah. It, and he didn't even do anything terrible. He didn't. All he did was he just, he crashed. He crashed a an acceptance speech. Yeah. Which is crazy about it. Out of all the things that you could crash, you know what yeah. I mean? And it, what it, what's cool about it is it's super fucking meta, right? So if it if it was a Kanye thing, he's got Yeezys on. He mentions yeah. Jews. And it's during an acceptance speech. So it's like Kanye's OG fucking shit with like busting <laughs> in on Taylor Swift. Taylor like, Swift, yeah. There's so much meta commentary inside of that one little fucking incident. Like this kid's Kind of a fucking genius if he put all of this together. Yeah. Somebody's got to fuck with this kid. Not in a bad way, but like, get, like, some, he needs a psychiatrist or like somebody who can, can dig into him. Not in a bad way, but like, figure out what fucking makes this kid tick because his brain uh, has, has to be like a, a little bit of a masterpiece. Maybe. And I, I've always had this. I've always had this um, this thought about about just people with too much money in general, especially mm-hmm. if you're like if you're a kid of somebody with too much money. You know what I mean? You have a vastly different life, yeah, than most people. I would say probably like seventy five percent, maybe even like ninety percent of people. Yeah, that's the reason why. And and the thing is, is like a lot of these award ceremonies, they're basically uh, you know pats on the back for people who are, uh, who grew up exactly like that. Yes. A lot of people that are in the entertainment industry, most of the times they have family, they have parents Mm -hmm. who worked in that same industry. And so they have a whole bunch of money. They have a whole bunch of connects. And so they naturally find themselves surrounded by people who are part of that industry. And then they just kind of fall into it. And what do they do most of the time? People who are, you know, like artistically inclined, if they're able to focus on just playing an instrument, drawing, uh, fucking doing acting classes and stuff like that, if that's the only thing they worry about Mm -hmm. from the time they get into school until their time, like they're in their mid twenties, mid thirties, whatever, they have almost all the time in the world to find out what happens if you go down this path. Yeah. And there's never really, a a danger of of like going homeless. No, you don't. So, and I'm gonna bring this. I'm gonna bring this to uh, towards like Tom Segura. Okay. So we we hear a lot about like the struggles that he had when uh, he was coming up with uh, with Christina, right? And they said that yeah. they were poor as shit. Yeah. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that if it ever became, if it ever got to the point where they could not support themselves. Oh, his dad uh, would have bailed him out. 
Yeah, his dad would have bailed him out. There yeah. was never a fear. There was never a fear that they would be homeless, that there would be nobody there to help them, that they would just be stuck at rock bottom. Yeah. These kinds of people don't have that that issue. Yeah. So what happens is that you have eccentric eccentric children who are able just to like this is their entire thing. This is what they do. Yeah, like Bruce Willis's kid. Yeah. I don't have to they don't have to think of they don't have to deal with any of this stuff. Mm. They don't have to worry about getting a job. This yeah. kid probably should be worrying about studying because if he doesn't study and he can't get a good job, he's going to be working, you know, the, the fucking fry basket at yeah. McDonald's for the rest I, of his life. I mean, like, look at Macaulay Culkin, like child actor yeah. star. He's just in a Nirvana cover band now. That's all he does. Yeah. I think he, he, uh, I remember, I forgot which, which show that I saw him on, but essentially he just fucked off to like Europe for like a decade or so. Yeah. Like he just, he just stepped out of the limelight. He just went with his girlfriend or his wife or whatever at mm-hmm. the time. And he just fucked off to Europe for like a decade. Yeah. And then he decided like, oh, I'm going to kind of come back and I may, I may do some like, you know, self-referential stuff like, Oh, you know, yeah. like I was the kid in home alone. Like, my, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Completely different lifestyle, completely different lifestyle. And then, you know, you, do you remember the show Too All That? I do. You remember the uh, the fat white chick who did the weird news and she was always the teacher? Yeah. God, what yeah. the fuck was her uh, name? Oh, man. I watched some shit about her just recently. And uh, she she uh, quit being a, an act, actress. Um, and someone on a whim just asked her, like, hey, can you officiate our wedding? So she went and got credentials to be an officiate on a wedding uh, and then did some weird shit and then found out that she could just make a shitload of money doing that. So now all she does is officiate weddings as a character of herself doing essentially stand-up comedy wedding ceremonies. That's what her career became. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. And again, it's, uh, you know, uh, what whatever put her down that path if it was like financial stability or something, but it's always something fucking super weird that the super rich people get into um, again because they have no fear of failure. Um, is what it is, yeah. I guess. You find Lori Beth Denberg. Lori, Lori Beth, Beth Denberg. Denberg. That's her name, dude. And the only reason, the only reason I even recognize it, is because uh, the Workaholics TV show. Oh, she was on they there too. Just, there was a very random episode yeah. where I think like they, they got a new drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, do you want to go to Lori Denberg's house and like, you know, smoke weed? And they're like, fuck yeah, we want to go to Lori yep. Denberg's house. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> that was like her coming back into acting. Um, she did like a ver- very few things after that and then just was like full on officiating weddings. <laughs> Uh, hey man, more more power to him, I guess. Yeah, that's more super fucking cool shit. Uh, but yeah, again, like I just sometimes people just have way too much time on their hands mm-hmm. and absolutely no repercussions for yeah. their actions. So we get yeah. shit like this. Mm-hmm. You know what? To 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 be honest, man, like I I kind of um I kind of dig it because like we get we get wild shit. It gives us wild shit to watch. It gives us wild shit to talk about. Um, it sucks that we can't be yeah. those people sometimes, but 
Sometimes. At least not uh, yet. It, you give us a couple you, years you for you that always, kid. Yeah. There, there's, always, there's always that thing like, you know, what if? Mm-hmm. What if you had the opportunity to to see your passion out that you had as just like a fucking little kid. Mm-hmm. If you just had the ability to follow that passion and not have to worry about just like the, the we'd all be paleontologists. <laughs> I'd probably be a professional ninja. Oh, that's right. But, that's right. That's what we talked about. You just be throwing yeah. ninja stories at everybody. Like I just be like a ninja for hire. Like, just like, yo dude, do you need me to throw like throwing stars at somebody and like use my katana? Like, yeah. Bro, you could totally pay me to do. I've that. been I've been practicing my my hand signals, my Naruto yeah. shit, my my ninja run is on point. I got my arms behind me, like I'm hella fast, dude. You wouldn't be able to <laughs> wouldn't be able to catch me, dude. dude. Wouldn't be able to see. I'd be like the first John Cena. Can't see me, bro. Mm-hmm. Can't see me. Do, 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 do. Dude, I would have of... way more cool music. <laughs> way cooler music. Speaking of shit, we didn't, we haven't seen yet. Let's uh. Let's go. Th- let's go through this stuff. Yeah, let's let's, go let's get stuff. a better transition. Uh, there was a shitload of games. Um, There's a shitload of games. True. And we've we've picked out some that I think we want to talk about. Uh, this, this is all the games. This is all oh, the games. This is all so the we're games. Gonna, we're just gonna, gonna go gonna, through it. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole bunch. Um, if you if there's something that you're super excited for, like definitely definitely drops the knowledge on it. Yeah, I will. Uh, but I this will. is basically this is basically all the stuff that came out. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that are just like eh, whatever. But uh, we'll we'll let you decide, audience. Yeah. We'll let you decide. Uh, first up, they announced uh, Dead Cells: Return to Castlevania. So DLC for Dead Cells. It's I think this thing this this game feels like it came out such a long time ago. Yeah, this game is old as fuck now, and they're still supporting the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, coming out Q1 2023. I don't think it's very significant. I think um, I think Richter, Richter and Alucard. I think maybe they 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 make appearances and you get some like Castlevania. Like your motherfuckers gonna be throwing axes like your dumbasses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know what this DLC is gonna be full of. I I thought the animation they put out was really fucking sick. Uh, yeah. It made me want to play Dead Cells again. I've never beat Dead Cells. I play it and I just go, okay, I'm like, I've been playing for like four hours. I still suck at this game. Uh, sick. And I don't understand roguelites at all. I don't understand you, the you appeal don't? of them. Um, oh. I play them and then I just go, yeah, that was neat. Uh, and then I walk away from them. So I probably. You're supposed to die. You're supposed I, to die. Yeah, That's the I whole know. purpose. Yeah, I know. I get it. Um. Oh, just, just a, just a fucking second. All right, I just, I just had to handle something. I think, I think the dogs are like on the verge of killing each other. The, the new one, uh, she's a bitch. Uh, she sucks. She's in heat, and she has an infection, and she is aggressively stalking and growling and trying to attack my other dogs. And if we lock her up, all she does is howl and bark nonstop. So. Uh, Janet is going to come take care of her. But speaking of things that need to die, <laughs> it's not those yeah, dogs. It's not those dogs. Those dogs are actually really good. Not, not really too sure where you were going with that. So well, because our next one, uh, yeah. Well, because our next game is another roguelite, which is, is Returnal for PC. I haven't played Returnal, Returnal for PC. Uh, I heard it was it's really fucking sick, though. Fantastic. 
fantastic. This one is a little bit more on the narrative side. Mm -hmm. So even though you have a roguelite kind of progression through the game, the progression, the roguelite aspect of it also like kind of carries into the story. So in order to, to, you know, forward, get yourself pushed forward through the story, you kind of have to die. It's, yeah. it's the whole setup for the game. The whole premise well, involves that, the whole Yeah, because like, you unlock memories and shit as you die or something like that. Like, Yeah. yeah. It's, it's super cool. It's super cool. I had a blast on it with PS5, and I'll probably play it again when it comes out for PC. They haven't given a date on it, um, but uh, when it comes out, I highly recommend I highly recommend it. See, that, that's a... So if, if it impacts the story then it makes sense. Very similar to Hades, right? Which we will talk about in a minute. Um, Sorry about a minute. Uh, so with Dead Cells, there's no like real impact to the story. You just kind of fucking die and you come back and like occasionally there's like a new NPC or some shit like that that you unlocked. But Yeah, that's that's. I think that's what most roguelites are like. Um, there is very minimal changes. You just, you know, continue your progression. Yeah. You know, if you're if it's the kind of game where you upgrade your weapon, you keep the up weapon upgrades, and then yeah. you just kind of continue forward until you get to the to the big bad at the end, kill them, and then you know start again. You know, maybe there's like an even bigger bad or something like that. That's what most that's what most roguelites are. And it seems and like that's what we're getting a lot of is a lot of roguelites. We're getting a lot of because we have a third one in the row. Yeah, Hellboy, yeah. Web of Word, weird, 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 weird. Yeah, I'm not a not a no clue about the the Hellboy franchise, but this is supposed to be coming out in 2023. It is, uh, I think, a brawling roguelite mm -hmm. action adventure game from uh, from a company called Upstream Arcade. Never heard of these people. Art but looks the, fucking uh, sick. It looks really. It's so good. good. It reminds they, me of the uh, animated Hellboy stuff that comes out occasionally, um, yes. and 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 some of the the weird cover art that comes out from the Hellboy series. Mm -hmm. um, when I saw it. I was like, I don't know what game this is, but I'm fucking intrigued. And then Hellboy comes up into the trailer. I was like, oh shit, I'm in. And Janet was like, it had me till it was Hellboy. She's like, I don't give a shit about Hellboy. And I was like, dude, Hellboy's fucking sick. Hellboy is awesome. Yeah. And they did a like you said, they did a great job with the with the aesthetic. It's it's got that that flat cell shading. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of solid colors. They do a really good job. Yeah. Really shit job. looks sick as fuck. Can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah. Um, the next one up was uh, a game called Post Trauma. There's no release date set on it. This looks like it's kind of like a homage to Resident Evil Silent mm -hmm. Hill, but kind of like the old school one with the whole fixed camera perspective. A yep. uh, lot of lot of fucked up imagery. You know, kind of kind of thing. Uh, this one this one reminds me slightly of. A little bit of control. It looks like you're playing as like some kind of janitor, some sort of, I don't know, like some kind of thing, like a maintenance worker or something like that. And I guess you find like a portal into hell or some shit and, you know, you kind of deal with that. Damn. Uh, from a company called Red Soul Games. I think this is the, this is their first game that they're putting out. Hmm. Um, super interesting. Uh, Real fucked up. Visuals. I don't know. Yeah, wanna wanna know a little bit more about it. Wanna yeah. know a little bit more about it. The next one, the next one I really like. Yeah. Uh, Viewfinder. Viewfinder, which doesn't seem to have a release date. This has a crazy kind of um mechanic, right? With 
Polaroids. Mm -hmm. So you take pictures and you use the Polaroid to kind of, you bring the Polaroid up to like, uh, you hold it up in front of, I guess, I don't know, the view. And then you kind of like move it around to, to, to help it fit into the environment. And then it becomes, it goes from being inside the photo to being injected into the environment and you use it to solve puzzles. Yeah. There was a, uh, there was another game like this a couple years super ago. Liminal. Super liminal. Super that's liminal. That's it. Super liminal. I know because that's the first thing that I thought of. Yeah. I went out and actually bought the game afterwards. Cause I remember it, it was one of those games where um, super liminal was a game where you took like these 3d objects and you, I guess based on the, like the perspective of it, it, it allowed those objects to like change size. Mm -hmm. And so you could take this object and make it appear like it, you know, fit three fourths of the room. And then all of a sudden, like you would let it go. And then all of a sudden it would be big enough to fill, you know, three fourths of the room or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was a super uh, wild game. Super wild. Sad all studios. I don't know what else they've done, but I think this is a PS4 and PS5 and PC exclusive. So sorry, mm -hmm. Xbox fan, but um, super cool. Uh, looking forward to that. It actually reminded me a little bit of, well, I mean, not reminded me, but it's kind of like all along the same veins of that Toem game. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That I, I love Toem. I love Toem. So it's just like a little chill game where you're just like taking photos and shit. Like, I love stuff like that. Damn. Uh, next up was Atomic Heart. It's coming out February 20th of 2023. Sci-fi Soviet FPS with uh guitars by mick gordon so mick gordon actually is getting work good for him yeah this is um, a from bloody a company... mess of a fucking game yeah it looks it looks weird it's yeah. like some sort of like uh alternate universe during i guess maybe the cold war era and there's like all kinds of like weird uh alien type of things that are going on like i don't know yeah it's 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 really hard to tell what the fuck is going on. Like, it looks like a fucking creature that's made of just nothing but blood vessels and like a leech face with like tentacles and like you know, that you see in the trailer. And then everything else is like, what if, what what like Wolfenstein type of fucking game was going on? I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's uh, it's weird. But it's 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 Mick Gordon, right? So like, you know, the music's going to be fucking popping. So give it a shot. Sure. Yep. Comes out in a couple of months from a from a developer called Munfish. So if uh, sounds up your alley, uh, watch out for it. Yeah. Uh, next up was Scars Above, it's February twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. There is a demo out now on the uh, Steam page. So if you're kind of into that, you can play the demo right now. It's from uh, it's there. It's called a third person sci fi action adventure game. We actually covered this, I think, during Gamescom mm -hmm. not too long ago. Um, but it seems kind of cool, you know, seems like you find yourself like on an alien, alien planet, you have some puzzles that you need to solve and, you know, you probably have to like deal with some of the alien life there to kind of figure out, uh, you know, what the narrative and maybe it's a little bit, I think this one was supposed to be like strongly narrative driven. So, uh, check out the demo if you're interested. Uh, I'm super interested. I'm actually probably going to check out the demo, uh, when I have some time, probably later this month. Uh, after this was a game called after us. Yep. Uh, no date given on that. It's a third-person action game from a company called Piccolo. This was this was a this was a weird one. I think this is like, I want to say that it's almost like a, a, what was what was a Captain Planet 
I think this is like a Captain Planet like kind of simulator game. Oh, is so, it? Something like that. It's it's almost like a, one of those environmental kind of like centric oh. type things where you have to you have to like save the environment or something like that. Because in some parts of the game, like you're finding like these, and they called it like a there was like a a ghost douche douche I call them douche hound uh, uh ghost Dotson like a wiener dog. Yeah, the so big you, dog. Yeah. You, yeah, you approach the dog, and it's like, you know, it's just nothing but, like, bones and whatnot. And as you get closer, like, the, your character does her thing or whatever, and it becomes, like, a little ghost dog, and there's, like, some ghost animals that you might see um, throughout the course of the game. So it kind of seems like you're just, like, you know, taking what was dead and bringing it back to life, kind of. Like, yeah. Like that. Uh, next one, probably, probably, I think, probably my favorite, Replaced. This, this is supposed to be coming so out this year. Good. So good. Um, they're calling it a 2.5D action pixel voxel platformer from Sad Cat Studios. I think this was actually delayed because of the Ukraine and Russia thing. I think this mm. studio is located somewhere in that region, but it looks so damn good. The pixel art is done so well, and the 2.5D aspect is the the voxels. Yeah. So the 3D the 3D environments are actually made up of voxels. But I think the characters themselves are all strictly, they're all pixel uh, pixel art, but they're lit. They're really dynamically good. lit yeah. by their environment. And it's, it's so fucking nice so looking dude. And I even think there's a little bit of like, um, like cyberpunk mm-hmm. kind of, kind of things going on there, which is super up my alley. So I am ecstatic. I, I'm glad it's coming out in 2023. I can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah. I'm super psyched. Super into this super one. I, I'm not super excited about the next one. Ghostbusters. I'm not, I'm not either. Rise of the Ghost people, Lord VR. People need, people need games for their PSVR 2, which this is going to be released on. Yeah. It's a Ghostbuster simulator game from a, from a VR developer called Endreams. Um, it looks kind of terrible. Kind of seems like it's mainly built around uh, kind of co-op gameplay. Yeah. Uh, the ghosts that you fight, they don't very, they don't really seem inspired. They don't really seem um, as part of like the Ghostbusters universe. You know what I mean? It just yeah. seems like these generic kind of blobs. And of course, you have like the Marsh. Uh, was it Stay Puff, Puff Marshmallow, Marshmallow Man? Man. Yeah. And then you, you got like you got the up. fucking Mister Freeze looking ass skeleton yeah, dude. Yeah, with like... the skeleton with the skeleton head, like. It's these are like just some generic type things. And yeah, it, this 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 look like what if they took phasmophobia and stuck it in the Ghostbuster universe and just lit it very well. Like, there's nothing scary yeah. in this. Like, it's it's all well lit environments. Like, I don't, I don't even know. need it to be scary. I just want it to. I just want it to feel like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe they're basing and, and, it off of the Ghostbusters animated series because that had some weird ass shit in it. I wish that I wish they would. It's all generic characters. Like you have Ernie Hudson uh, voice the trailer. Yeah. And I think, I think Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd are a part of this in some way, but it's like very, very minimal. Mm. It's almost like, uh, just like, Hey, like we're old and we we're ghostbusters. So we need to pass it off to like the younger generations. So Did you watch the new ghostbusters? Characters. Which ghostbusters one? afterlife? Oh, uh, I did not. Oh, I, I wanted to wanted to watch it. I wanted to watch it because they had a what's his name? Ant Man was in there, wasn't he? Yep. 
uh, and then the kid from Stranger Things and right, Stranger Things. Uh, all yeah. of the old Ghostbusters that are still alive were in it. I didn't know that. Was uh, uh was Bill Murray in there? Yeah. Did Bill, he actually show up? Actually, fuck, I don't. Was Bill Murray? Bill Murray doesn't. Yeah, show yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah. Did he's, he show yeah, up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a big deal in the movie. Actually, I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, uh, wasn't um. What was it? What's the name of the fucking the fucking car? The Ecto the, the Ecto One or something. Yeah. And uh, wasn't wasn't the the whole premise was that uh, Harold so, Ramis, so Egon, like yeah, that was it's his. Egon's family. Yeah. So Egon goes crazy at the end of the Ghostbusters movies and moves out to a uh, a property on his own, and everybody thinks he's a dirt farmer, um, because all he does is dig in the dirt and move dirt around, uh, which makes sense in the movie after a while. Uh, but he had been doing some experiments and shit, and then he he passes away, and then his kids uh, inherit the property, and then you get some grandkids involved, which are the kids from Stranger Things. Um, it's pretty funny. It, there's a lot of like mocking, uh, podcasting and stuff in there, um, which is a it's, it's I don't know. There's a lot of funny commentary in there about just like it, real life. It's seen- it seems like it's at least funnier than the one, uh, the one with the all the all women, uh, Ghostbusters. Not that they I'm tried. saying that women yeah, can't they, be. They tried that. Just was not funny. fucking funny. But yeah, they they were not good busters. They were not good Ghostbusters, and they were not funny either. There were um, moments of funny in there, but it was meant to be a funny movie and not a Ghostbusters movie. That sucks. I've actually been trying to find it. It's hard to find. Like it's not streaming anywhere. They they released a a pack of the Ghostbusters movies, which are all the original Ghostbusters movies, so one and two, and then the new one. And they took the female version out. It is not being shipped with it. They are trying to make it like forgotten. They don't want it to be part of the canon. They don't. They don't even mention it in the movie. I don't think. And it's a shame because actually, I actually enjoyed like Melissa McCarthy. I thought yes. She- he was funny in like Bridesmaids and yep. she's had a few great movies. Um, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. That, that let's, let's talk about stuff that isn't unfortunate. Yeah. It's like, good to see. Good. I, I want to say that it's good that the IP is trying to make a comeback. It's it, Me too. Yeah. So hopefully the game does well. Uh, I probably won't play it because it's not my style of game, but I probably will play the next one, which is street fighter six. Street fighter six. Uh, yes. So we got a we got a release date trailer during the Game Awards, so we now know it's coming out June second, twenty twenty three, only about six months away, only yep. about six months away. And in fact, they even introduced DJ is coming back. Yeah, so he's going to be part of Street Fighter Six. Uh, I don't know who any of the other people are. I think it's like with JP JT or something, and like yeah. uh, Manon, and then some like other like Hulk ass Hulk ass woman. I, I forgot I forgot what her name is. Um. Characters seem interesting. Yeah. Super excited to see GJ come back though. Gameplay looks neat. Can't wait to yeah, see what people should, are making with their they customer off, uh, I think a couple of mini games and stuff that you might, might be playing during, I think the, the, was it the world tour or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, super hyped about it. Um, I think they're going to be even going to be doing another um, like network test or something like that. Uh, so I think it's too late to get in, get involved with that, but they're going to be doing it again. Okay. Uh, looking good though. Looking good. Yeah. Uh, next up, Hades 2. Wasn't expecting Hades this. Two. Wasn't expecting this either. Uh, no date so far. They did say that it is going to come out in early access, though. Uh, and if you don't know what Hades is, it's an action roguelite. Bradley's favorite genre. Uh-huh. Uh, dungeon crawler game from Supergiant Games. Those motherfuckers do not make bad games. 
Apparently not. Um, I think Hades was like game of the year. Was it yes. like last year? Last year. So, yeah. So we're going to have. No, it wasn't last year. Was, last year was, was two, years ago? two years ago. Last year was uh, uh, the two of us or whatever the fuck that game is. The Joseph Joseph Farah or the yeah yeah the 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 game with where it's the mom and dad, uh, right, yeah, where they're That's toys right. or whatever. Yeah, you can you can probably guarantee that Hades two is probably going to be just as good as Hades one. Yeah. Um. So if you're into that kind of thing, watch out for early access. You're going to be able to play that uh, as soon as they they release it there, and you'll you'll be able to play it for months and months until it finally comes out of uh, and does a full release. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, next one was a game called Judas. No date on that one. And so they're they're calling it a narrative FPS uh, from a company called Ghost Story Games, uh, headed by Ken Levine. He was the creator of System Shock Two and Bioshock. And this game you looks insane. You could totally tell. There is there's a moment in the trailer where she's like she's like injecting something into her wrist. Yep. And uh, she has like this thing on her palm, kind of like a, what do, what do they call it? Stigmata, like yeah. Jesus. She's like Jesus with a stigmata, except she can like have fire come out. And it's similar to the plasmids that they had in Bioshock, you know, similar kind of thing. Like I almost felt like, um, I forgot what they call the, uh, I forgot what they call the enemies in the Bioshock uh, game. Big Daddy? No, there was the, well, that's the, that's like the little thing that kind of creeps around that yeah. you're not really supposed to kill because it's super hard to do it. Um, it was the, just like the normal, the normal things that used to have like blades on their hands. I forgot what they called them. Uh, but either way, it, it felt kind of like that, but it seems like this one's a little bit more, a little more structured around narrative. They had some really cool like set pieces they showed off in the trailer. I think there was like a, a dog or something like yeah, that. that, that kind the, of like, it's like a ship and you crawl on its fucking ear. Yeah, like it, 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 like it lays down and then like its ear opens up and like you can like, like climb up the the stairs to get inside of its head or something like that. Super, super cool looking. Um, unfortunately, we don't know too much about it. Mm-mm. We don't know too much about it, but uh, definitely be on the lookout for it. I can't, I can't wait to see what they do with this. The yeah. fact that you brought up like stigmata and like that's what the weapon is that she uses. I like, I just cannot yeah. wait to see the weird uh super religious tie-in in this and like what it means to be trusted and uh to 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 give up because it also says uh, the the ending of the trailer is like fix what you broke and then it's like judas i was like dog this game's about to be <laughs> fucked up it's probably gonna be fucked up it's probably yeah. gonna be fucked up you know what and it seems like there's a lot of a lot of emphasis on like uh kind of like robotic mm-hmm. kind of things so i'm starting to wonder if maybe there is again like we're getting to like into the near idea of what it means to be alive what it means to be human yeah you know regardless of what your i don't know like your structural components as a human being is made of mm-hmm. you know what i mean so we'll, we'll look into that i love i love just like flipping like religious narratives on their head yeah and using it to as a storytelling you know mm-hmm. kind of uh thing uh so uh looking forward to it uh I'm, next I'm- up I'm pumped about you, this one. Are you excited? I'm so pumped about this I, one. People people seem to kind of hate the idea. I fucking love it. I, I don't know why it. you would hate it. I don't know why you would hate it. Because you're not allowed to hate Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon. March 17th. We don't have to wait that far. They just released Bayonetta 3. 
But now we're going to get this origin story for Bayonetta or Cereza, I guess, before she became Bayonetta. Yeah. Uh, March 17th. I don't remember if I just said this. March 17th, 2023. It is some sort of like isometric game. So it's not like the, um, you know, the action uh, game that we have with the Bayonetta series. This yeah. is a different type of thing. Um, yeah, it seems like uh, to... controlling your demon and like yeah, making it so do stuff and have... then solving problems, puzzles. You're going to have access to uh, Cheshire, the whatever, the the whole Cheshire thing. Yeah, that's how you're going to you have access demon. to. Yeah, and uh, Bayonetta, so you're going to, or Cereza. So you're going to switch, you're going to switch between them. I guess it's almost going to be like a, uh, maybe even kind of like a puzzle-ish type game mm-hmm. where, you know, you're going to be using it to get past like all of these, all of these, I don't know. I don't really remember too much of the Bayonetta story, but. Uh, going through killing demons and angels and shit like that. And uh, I guess. Yeah. You get finding... lost in some type of forest or something. I, I... Something like that. Yeah. So who knows? It's kind of cool. It's yeah. a, it's a different take on the Bayonetta series. I'm, I'm all for it. And it, yeah. it is being developed by platinum games. So this is not like being uh, thrown off to like some other side studio. So platinum games is developing this origin uh, story. So check it out a few months when it comes out. Uh, next up, I didn't play the previous one, but Star yeah, Wars Jedi Survivor is a sequel to the previous Star Wars, I think Fallen Order. Star yeah, Wars Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Uh, third, third person action adventure. They said there was some kind of like Souls-like elements along with it from Respawn. Um, high quality game from what I heard from, from about Fallen Order. This time you are, I don't know, I think you're a Jedi Master in this time and you have a beard. For whatever reason, like every time I see like a Star Wars character that comes back with a beard, I always think of like bad things happening. Oh, nothing, ha- nothing good happens when you, when, when you, you got a beard. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, I think it's the same character as the last one. Uh, it he's is. just, he's just older. Um, I did notice that. So they, they start off the trailer. He's only got one lightsaber as he progresses through. He's got two lightsabers. He's able to mix and match through his combo systems with that ship. And then inevitably he's got a long sword lightsaber with a, with a handle and a, uh, a guard on it. And I was like, Oh, this has weapon crafting in it or something or some type of oh. weapon system allowing you to switch your, uh, your stances, your, your fighting style, and probably, uh, has some type of interactions with, uh, enemy weaknesses and shit. Ooh, uh, that sounds, that sounds complex. Yeah. That sounds that's complex. what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I did like the fact that it showed, uh, you know, him picking up uh, stormtroopers and like holding them like shields as he ran through uh, <laughs> firefights. Um, and when he jumped through the air and they were like shooting at him, he's like auto blocking shit. Like the, the game looks cinematic as fuck. Um, it makes me want to play uh, Fallen Order. I own it. I just, I know it's hard. And so I just haven't taken the time to play it because I don't want to be pissed off yet. I think they, I think they said that if you play it on normal, as long as you play it on normal, I think you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've heard, is once you switch it over to hard, then like the the souls like shit the, comes in. Yeah, the scale, the scale yeah. of the difficulty, like ramps up super hard. Okay, for whatever reason. So normal is a better experience, and then when you get to hard, that's when you get your shit pushed in. Okay. Yeah, maybe so I'll just play it on that then. Just play it on normal. Don't 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 try to be fancy with it. Um, but it's good to good to have a game where you know you are 
a Jedi and you yeah. seem to have comparable powers when it comes to comes to that because it it always feels like there's a uh, these type of games that if you if you show off you know I guess whatever the true power that you could have like it always mm-hmm. seems like it's always it's too much really it's too much right yeah they did that with the uh God, what was that Star Wars game where you're you play a star killer fuck dude they had two parts. He's essentially like Darth Vader's clone or some shit or like some type of clone Jedi. Uh, and the first one, it's really fucking fun. And the second one, you start off with all of your powers and the game is just like a goddamn cakewalk. It's just nothing to it. It's just like the easiest fucking Star Wars game. You just literally <laughs> walk around and murder everything. Um, yeah. So, and I also hate the trope of like, um, like what they did with like Darksiders, for instance. So you start off with like all your powers and you're fucking super badass. And then they go, oh no, this thing happened. And now you don't have any of your powers and you have to go to eight magical dungeons to get them back. I fucking hate that trope too. Um, I don't know where the happy medium is. Maybe it's just you get new powers as you progress through the game and enemies just happen to get stronger. That's fine too. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they don't pull that shit with yeah. the Jedi survivor. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. Power, because power uh, fantasy uh, that, games that, are always weird like that. Yeah, because I I think uh, that's kind of like the issue that you have to solve with this game. Because after Fallen Order, you know you've you've gained all of these abilities, mm-hmm. and now how are they going to manage that when they drop you into this game? Yeah, do you have them all when yeah. you start? Yes, we'll find out. It's only yeah. three months from now. Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. February March is a fucking nasty two months for gaming it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy for those yeah two this next game next. i was i was thinking like literally three days before uh, the game awards I, i'd watched a video and it was like some of the best sequels of games uh and they were just like going through like a top 10 and i was i thought to myself i was like dude celeste would be a fucking banger game to have a sequel to but i don't know how they would do it and then this game came out Earthblade, which is being announced yeah. for release of uh, 2024. It's from the creators of Celeste. So uh, Maddie makes games and it's a Metroidvania game and it looks hella fucking good. Really good. And in fact, it was, it was the music that got me. Mm-hmm. The, the music track that they play uh, during the kind of, uh, I guess, introduction to, to Earthblade. I was like, God, Damn, I cannot wait. I well, I guess we're gonna have to. Twenty twenty four. That's is a long, long fucking way. It feels like, it feels like a long time away. And it, it's weird to have this announced right after uh, the Bayonetta game, which we had no fucking clue of. And it's a whole fucking full game that's coming out in like a couple months, and then you got this game, Earthblade, which looks like it just rolled out of a fucking uh, Game Boy Advance game it, in in the, in the best way. Like it just has that yeah. fucking vibe to it, like this really good fucking aesthetic. Um, yeah, but it feels like the late late end Game Boy Advance style look. Like it's so fucking good looking. Yep, Maddie makes games kills the aesthetic. They're yeah. so good at it, so good. And Earthblade looks like it's going to be a whole bunch more, mm-hmm. whole bunch more. Yeah, looking forward to it. But it's just weird that it's twenty twenty four, man. That's so it's fucking far away. We got a we got a long time to wait. We got a long yeah. time to wait. Uh, the next up, they announced uh, Forspoken, so it's coming out in January 24th. There is a demo now out on PS5. Check it out. 
I did. It's okay. I'll Damn. probably do a little video on it uh, later on this week if I have some time. But I already have the footage recorded. I already have some experience. In fact, it's it's a super. It's a super. If you just don't concentrate on the objectives that they give you mm -hmm. uh, at the start of the demo, less than an hour. Oh. Even if you do the extra objective, less Damn. than an hour. That was a short demo. Less than an hour. The it's combat looks broken as fuck in that game, though. So, you don't have to give anything away. I'm just saying, from what I've seen, it looks broken as fuck in a good there's way. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that feels broken. Um, I'll say. Damn. But uh, we'll we'll find out. So the thing is, is like it's it seems like the demo drops you off at like uh, at a at a really I don't know if it's a really high level, but they they drop you into the demo at a relatively uh, high level. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of, a lot of things at your disposal, and it kind of it it really does feel like very overpowering. So we'll have to see what it's what it feels like whenever you actually start off through the game and how the progression is and how effective your magic and attacks are. But um, it was it was a breeze to get through. I don't I don't think I took more than maybe like a third of or a fourth of my my health as far mm -hmm. as damage was concerned. Oh damn. Um, yeah, it was it was super easy to get through, um, but even at the same time, like uh, eh, enjoyment wise, like it was okay. Well, I can't wait to hear your your full review when you do the video if you get time to do it. I think yeah, it's going to be good. We'll see. Uh, and what's probably going to be good is Kojima's new game, Death Stranding Two. This Death trailer, Stranding 2 is a, yeah, fucking good. It's. So De I don't think Death Stranding 2 is the actual name. It's the, it's the working title for the yes, it's DS2. Uh, or whatever this is going to be. Um, but the this this trailer doesn't really make a whole bunch of sense unless you finish the first game. How unless long? The first game. How long into the trailer did it take you to realize it was Death Death Stranding 2? Uh, I think. Well, I mean, they have title cards that basically say. Hideo Kojima game, but uh, as soon as they show the uh, fragile character, which I think is the one of the first things that they show you, right off the bat, you knew it was uh, Death Stranding too. Oh, the uh, the red thing. Which one? So, no, like, one have... let me let me check it out. Let me check it out. Because I didn't, I didn't when when I was going through the trailer because I haven't played Death Stranding too or Death Stranding. So going through it, and I was like, there's a lot of fucking boxes. And I was like, this feels oh, weird. The probably the uh the handprints. The handprints oh. was one. Oh. And then yeah. the moment, obviously, the moment you see Kojima's name, I was like, oh, this is just Death Stranding too. Well, actually, actually, uh the Sony Interactive title card where you have the strands, like that that also oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Decima, sure. that that also would give that away. This, but visually, this is a fucking incredible looking trailer. It looks it looks really good. Uh, I think they said this is uh, in game cinematics. So we'll we'll see what the game actually is. the The prior game was kind of a walking simulator where you kind of carried cargo from like one place to another. Uh, you connected things across what they were calling the chiral network. So you were kind of connecting these isolated places together in order to like open up the ability to trade and give resources and things like that um, while you progress through the story. Uh, the whole vibe of this is the idea of was it a mistake 
to connect mm. everybody together like this. And it's hard to tell based off of this trailer, like what exactly this game is, if we're going to be doing the same kind of like walking simulator kind of thing that we were doing in the first game, or if this is going to like change, like, you know, gameplay genres altogether. But we're, we're not going to know that until probably as we get further into the, uh, uh, or as we get closer to the release date, because I don't think they dropped, I don't believe they dropped a release date for this. There is no date. Yeah. Uh, so we won't know until, until probably like another, probably another six months, at least. We probably, maybe we'll get something more on E3. Yeah, but maybe. If, if you were, if you were a fan of the first game, this trailer has a whole bunch of stuff to make you think about, uh, what what is going on why everybody is where they are it's 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 packed with a lot of stuff who is this motherfucker at the end who's like all robotic with a human face with the face mask on playing a guitar probably that's troy baker that's troy baker he is he is the antagonist of the first game oh okay okay he's the antagonist of the first game so he just he's just having a fucking yeah a solo sessions yeah. guitar thing. So right. he, yeah, there's, there's a lot of speculation already about, uh, what his part is with this, uh, with this new game. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I don't remember too much of the original <laughs> game. So I'm gonna have to replay it. I, it was to me, I thought it was fun. People hated it because they thought it was slow and boring. I thought it was very fascinating. It was, scary as fuck it was i can't scary wait to play it you should you should the first i think the once you once you actually do your first delivery the first delivery is kind of nuts and once you actually um get into like like what the world is mm-hmm. what you what you are uh kind of like diving into like what is actually going on it it's kind of kind of crazy because it takes you it takes you probably like 10 hours to kind of transition away from that beginning area into where it finally opens up oh that's not too bad that's not too bad yeah because you still got like another 30 hours of gameplay after that yeah i think the the first 10 hours are just kind of like getting your your bearings getting your bearings and just kind of understanding what's going on and with all the limited resources you have at that point in the game like things are really kind of uh, slow and kind of um, really, really scary, really scary, like legit scary. Because again, you don't, you really don't have any idea what's going on, mm-hmm. and so just experiencing what's happening out in the world is kind of terrifying. So go play Death Stranding. I will. I will. I bought it and last then, time we talked about it, so. <laughs> You just you just banking games so like you dude. Know I know my it. backlog is fucking destroying me. <laughs> um, this is not, this next game, uh, Immortals of Avium. Uh, I guess yeah. is release date of twenty twenty three, so next year. Uh, yeah. Single player first person magic shooter from Ascendant Studios. I don't know shit about this game. Um, the trailer was super vague. Yeah, and it was all CGI, so we have no idea what this game is actually mm-hmm. gonna play like. Uh, so it's I guess it's a kind of like a an fps game except instead of shooting bullets you shouldn't you're shooting magic or something yeah all right cool neat uh after that we had a uh, tekken 8 
uh, trailer that yep. I guess it seems like there's going to be a lot of story. There's there's a lot of threads from all of the previous yep. Tekken games that are kind of showing up in in Tekken Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call it? The uh, the June character yep. is making an making an appearance. I think it officially making an appearance. Yeah, uh, as a playable character in Tekken Eight. So a lot of cool things are happening with this. They said it was also like a gameplay teaser trailer. Yeah. I have no idea what was gameplay and what wasn't. It all looked like a big, just cinematic movie type thing. I, I guess it's like anything where you saw somebody in the arena. It's like, I, I don't know. There was so much like know. story cinema. There's the fact that they yeah. showed off the characters like law, law looks sick. King looks sick. King. Paul looks sick. Uh, Jack Paul. looks sick. Yeah. Like, all the characters look fucking insane. The the fact that like I I think Law is supposed to be you know the the Bruce Lee fucking character. He he's fucking he's old as dirt, dude, and he looks way too buff. Like he's, he's super jacked. Yeah. Um, I d- I did like the logo treatment in this trailer when they're like doing something and the chains break and then the the yeah. chain link turns into an A and then that turns into a logo. I was like, oh, that's kind of fucking sick. Cause it ties into like the chain of the Kazuya line, the bloodline of like how it's all tainted and shit. Um, I think if you're into the Tekken series, uh, this is going to be a good game for you. Yeah. And I think if you haven't played Tekken for a while, I think this is going to be a good one to get back into as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's an easy pickup game. It's hard to master though. True. This next, uh, one, dude, next up was, yeah, this, and it's, it's probably, it's interesting. I thought it was interesting, but I think, yeah. It's interesting, like, you play once and like, oh, okay, so that's what the game loop is. Never have to play it again. Yeah. Uh, it was a game called Nightingale Realmwalker's Journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, expected to be an early access first half of 2023. It's a PvE open world survival game, solo or co-op uh, from Inflection Games. So there's like a little bit of base building. You're in a world. It seems like you're like some Mary Poppins motherfucker or something like that. You're floating around on your umbrella. Uh, I guess finding resources to build out your town for whatever reason. And I think you can have people join, join your game to help you get resources, help you build, help you defend and things like that. Uh, kind of feels like it's just like a, a very stylistic version of the original. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, Fortnite. Yeah. The, uh, save the world kind of mode before the, uh, the other mode. Just before it actually became the like the, the Fortnite that we know and love. Yeah. I know I saw you wish listed this game. This uh, one I haven't played. I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't played any of the Baldur's Gate uh, mm-hmm. games. Uh, but this one, I guess, has been in early access for a couple of years, and they're finally doing a full release uh, this August in 2023. It's Dungeons and Dragons isometric RPG from yep. Larian Studios. Super in depth. If that's if that's your thing, I think it's I think it's turn based, right? I don't think it's I don't think it's real time. I I think it's turn based. Fuck, I dude. I don't. I yeah. I'm pretty sure it's turn based. My it's probably turn based. Uh, my coworker, the one that uh, I introduced you to at a uh, eleven below, he's been playing this in early access forever. Um, really? Yeah. He, from what he said, uh, he fucking loves it. So he's That'll a big Baldur's Gate fan. Yeah. Dungeons. If you're a Dungeons and Dragon nerd, this is probably up your alley. Yeah. Um. So Nintendo also announced DLC for Fire Emblem Engage, which hasn't been released yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, hey, man, uh, you, you're going to 
you're going to know what that uh, first wave of their season pass, which is apparently what they've been doing for a lot of their, their RPG games. Yeah. Like you buy a season pass and they do like three waves of content. I noticed this with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yep. And it appears like this is what they're doing on top of that. So I think you're going to get get some like costumes and some like some items and I think maybe some extra characters for whatever the mechanic is for Fire Emblem Engage. So if you are already like all in on Fire Emblem Engage, this is probably just another reason to spend another 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. The DLC. This one gives you, yeah, like you said, a character and some and some customization shit. Uh, I, I would imagine some of the other DLC will hopefully be additional content, like playable content instead of just characters. If not, that's kind probably. of fucking... That kind yeah, of that's that's what uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 DLC. The mm-hmm. first one was essentially like... Uh, like costumes and things like that. And then they're going to introduce like a new character and then new scenario, blah, blah, blah. Um, the last one, well, not the last one, but uh, the next one up was Diablo four. This was mm-hmm. a, I think a release trailer. So yep. Diablo four is officially releasing on June, 2023 action adventure, looter shooter, dungeon crawler from blizzard. Yep. It's, it's going to be insane. Yep. It looks really good. The cinematics have been amazing um what was it the uh the last one i guess the the one they did here was they had uh tyrell and lilith uh kind of going at it in battle and just it looked fucking sick i cannot wait for the game to come out dude i the the trailer was sick as fuck dude the the priestess comes out and she's praying and the fucking demons rush her and then she bows down to pray and they the demons are like right on top of her and you Bow, 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 bow. You see all these fucking lances coming yeah. in from the phalanx, just, just, just right so, through their fucking yeah. heads and shit. And I was like, dog, Blizzard, the people who work on Diablo are so fucking metal, dude. They are so dialed oh, into that oh. scene. Like, they fucking get it. Uh, they cannot it fuck this weird. up like Diablo 3. They no. cannot fuck it up to like Diablo 3. It, I, it, even, even, I think, even Diablo 3 kind of like, was okay at the end was yeah at the end it was really good so like seeing this cinematic made me want to go through and just play all of diablos like again yeah just to just to get into the mood yeah for what you're going to be doing i i can i did put diablo three back on my uh quick launcher bar on my 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 blizzard uh (laughs) launcher uh app because i was like you know what i'm gonna install it and play it again that's what's up yeah that's what's up yeah, hit me up. I'm oh. gonna. I wanna. I have Diablo. I have Diablo three like on on Xbox, but I want. I need to get it on PC. I just need to get it on the PC. There's no. You know what? No. To be fair, it is way better on console. So just just playing on a fucking controller feels so much better. Um, I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Because Jan and I, that's how we played it. Uh, was both on console. No, wait. Did we play on PC? And then we swapped to console. I don't know, dude. It's been so fucking long ago. Diablo, so long ago. Diablo three came out when Cataclysm came out. Like that's all I remember, and that is so fucking long ago. Yeah, no, like it was. It was already old when they because when we were in BlizzCon, they they had the they had uh, just Diablo brought it out on, on Switch. On Switch, yeah. yeah. And the game was already old as shit. It was so <laughs> fucking old. Was that was like that was like them releasing Skyrim on the Switch. You're just like, who asked yeah. for it? Right, like this game's fucking ancient. Um, yeah. Holy shit, dude! And then we they announced uh, this weird fucking game. I thought it was uh, a new Grand Theft Auto. It's a uh, crime boss, uh, Rocket City. It's March twenty eighth, twenty twenty three for it PC. Like, it felt like a it felt like a Grand Theft Auto. They yeah. they they got the uh, 
I forget, what was the what was the actor's name that got on stage to announce it? Uh, I don't Mad, know. Mad something or other. Madison. I don't. I forget his name. He's he's in he's he's one of those like B celebrities. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He came up with like two dudes in the suit, and they were yeah. like acting like he's a crime boss. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I remember. Now I remember. But like even the even the trailer is kind of wild because they have they have uh, Danny Glover mm-hmm. who is dressed like his his counterpart in lethal weapon. Yep. He's dressed like he was in lethal weapon. Yeah. They have Chuck Norris. Yeah. Who's also in it. Who's dressed like Texas Walker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And they have vanilla ice, vanilla ice. Dude. I'm not going to lie. Like I kind of, he seems, he seems like he's going to like, he's going to be funny as fuck. Yeah. In that, in that game. I'm kind of, I'm kind of into that. Uh, but it's supposed to be a stealth FPS with, uh, for one or four or up to four players in co-op. All right. Uh, from a company called in-game studios. I think this is their, this is going to be their first game, uh, coming out in March 28th. So coming out in three months, they are coming out swinging gonna... dicks with all yeah. these fucking big name actors, like yeah. as visual representations of themselves. Like they yeah. got their likeness. Like that's fucking heavy. If you if you look at Chuck Norris's character, he has a name patch that says Norris on there. So yes. I think he's playing himself. Yes. Uh Danny Trejo is also there. I think oh, Kim yeah. Basinger. Yeah. Kim Basinger. Uh what's his name? Uh the guy who uh played uh who was Star Lord's dad. I forget. He's in there, he's in the game too. God damn. It's just yeah. a stacked fucking deck, dude. They just like who's stacked. all of the B list celebrities we can like pull from. And I love it. I I love the fact that they're doing it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. If it if it comes to Game Pass, like I'll probably play through it at least once. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It looks it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be campy as fuck. Like whatever story it's the story's gonna be dog shit. Yep. But you're gonna be like ah yeah the entire time the whole time it's just a nostalgia yeah. trip. Like basically yeah. And then we got uh, Horizon Forbidden West DLC West. Burning Shores. Yeah, Burning Shores. April nineteenth. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you were a fan of Forbidden West. A little bit more for Ben West. Yeah. Uh, the the trailer itself was kind of cool. You're flying around. You it looks like you find an island. Shit goes down. You're probably gonna have like another five hours of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, for Forbidden West folks. Takes place in Hollywood. Hollywood. That's right. Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, the next up was uh Blue Protocol. Yeah. Uh, 2023. I'm probably not gonna play it, but it looks really good though. Yeah. It looks really fucking good. It's supposed to be a free-to-play MMORPG from Bandai Namco uh, and, and Amazon. Amazon. Uh, the the anime aesthetic is really well done. Yeah, they do it really good. This is this is their stab at uh, Genshin Impact. Genshin players. Impact. It's yeah, one hundred percent. This game um, looks like. So there's a there's an MMO channel. Uh, all he does is review MMOs, and he's been watching Blue Protocol for like two years or more. And he talks about it all the time. Every time they release like a new trailer, he's just like, holy shit, holy shit. They've released new like updates. Well, he loses his fucking mind about this game. And then it <laughs> went silent forever until uh, the game awards. Like no one's heard from them forever. We just, I guess the game's dead. I guess the game's fucking dead. It's never coming out. And then boom, we get a release year. Yeah. And I think this is, I think this is coming out on like everything. Yeah. So, Genshin Impact, I think, was PC only for a while, and then it finally came to consoles. Well, it was mobile. Well, it was mobile. That's right. Yeah, and then it Uh, came to a Windows desktop application. 
that you had to download. There you go. Um, and I think people, this one is, yeah, I think this one's going to come out just on everything all at once. Probably. So I don't know if I guess if you're Genshin Impact and uh, if you're a fan of that, give it a try. See if the see if they get Bandai Namco like I, it's they're not like a no name studio. Yeah. So you got two you got two studios with a lot of pocket money. Uh, yep. Amazon, however, has been releasing full blown dog shit for their games. Yeah, they have. Uh, they pop out. Everybody's into them, and they instantly fucking die. So yep. At least this was free to play. You can go in. You can spend no money. You can check it out. Yeah. You can get anime as fuck. And then go, all right, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I think uh I think Amazon's uh on the right track on this one. Don't spend development time doing it. Uh pay other people who know what they're doing yes. to release. And people who are like super into the fucking genre of like anime trope bullshit. Yeah. So one hundred percent. They they know what they're doing. Yeah. This next game looks sick as fuck though. Yeah. Remnant two. Uh no date given on it. It's a sequel to Remnant, uh Return from the Ashes or something like that. Uh, third-person action survival shooter from Gunfire Games. Uh, looks looks pretty dope. Uh, the the like the enemies like they it's it's like it's hard to tell what it is. It it looks like uh some cross from like a, kind of like a Dark Souls kind of kind of thing. Like there's a lot of like like fucked up looking enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a gothic horror type thing. Uh, from what I remember of the trailer. Uh, I never played the first game. Um, but people seem super pumped for this one. It looks good. It looks good as fuck. Yeah. Um, it really does. Whatever they did with the trailer, like really draws you in. Definitely. If you like a little bit of gore, if you like that whole, like you said, that Gothic aesthetic, it's right up your alley. Um, the next one I did not get at all. Uh, the transformers reactivate has no dates. One to four player online action game from splash damage. The trailer is just a whole bunch of weird shit going on. And then like four kids yeah. being like, oh, you know, they're touching shit. And then there's like car action with guns and then shit flying through the sky. And I was like, what the fuck is going on in this game? And then like, yeah. then, then the camera pans up and there's two robot arms come out and it's like transformers. And I was like, I didn't get transformers as an IP from this at fucking all. I, me either. In fact, like I had to, I had no idea that this was announced once I actually watched the trailer for this game again, I was like, Oh, that's where that was from. Yeah. Because like it, like you said, like this didn't say transformers to me at all. Not one bit, dude. This could have been Terminator. This could have been a whole new fucking IP for all I care. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be like Robocop or some shit. Yeah. It was weird. It was super weird. So, Um, uh, I don't know. Like splash damage seems to do like cool stuff. And I I don't know what this is going to be. Uh, online, Online action game makes it makes it sound like it's uh, something that you want to play co op. I yeah. don't know if I don't know if anybody's gonna want to do that. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Company of Heroes three. This is the console edition that they announced. Uh, the PC version is coming out, I think, early in twenty twenty three. Console version is coming out in twenty twenty three, specifically designed for you know controllers. It's a RTX RTS game. Uh, I don't know if it's modern combat or at least it's like in the 40s or 50s like world war ii ish world war one ish uh kind of combat units uh from relic entertainment who does all of the other company of heroes games uh so if that's your thing there you go go for it it looks it looks world uh, war ii ish uh something like that yeah. yeah 
so old. if you're if you're not like into like the futuristic kind of like you know like uh, starcraft or you know command and conquerish type things uh company of heroes probably a little bit more grounded yeah uh the next one was behemoth this was a completely cgi trailer so we have no clue what this game is actually going to be but it seems like it's kind of like a a shadow of the colossus because at one point you're kind of like swinging around and i guess climbing like up huge, a thing yeah a huge giant monster i have no idea what you're supposed to do with it uh skydance interactive is the developer um they also do kind of like other media stuff so this is like a big media company mm. so i have no idea what their their intention is for this game it's coming out for the meta quest and playstation vr 2 oh okay that makes um, sense why everything it shows is in first yeah. person yeah and this is also uh i think sony interactive i think is also a little bit a part of it something like that but it's it's weird. I have no clue what this is. I don't think anybody knows what this is yet. Just just wait for a little bit more information because this is this might be dog shit, just like that Ghostbusters VR game for all yeah. we know. They showed uh, the new Super Mario clip. They did. They did. Uh it's so this one, like this one's starting to get me to question a little bit about what Chris Pratt's doing. Cause I I swear I heard like a little bit of a Brooklyn accent at yeah. some point during the trailer. And then he like stopped it. He dropped it completely. Yeah. Maybe it's like a thing in the, in the movie where, where he's trying to have it. Like maybe it's just like him trying to like do something. I almost want to think that at, when we get to the beginning of the movie, he's going to be like, Hey, what's, what's happening? It's a me. It's a Mario. Like he's yeah. going to be talking like that. And then whatever, for whatever reason, like he gets bonked in the head, gets sent to the mushroom King. Maybe this is a lot of like a, Maybe he's like tripping on mushrooms, like legit mushrooms or something yeah. like that. He's just like, I don't talk like this when I'm tripping on mushrooms. Like, oh no, mama mia. And like, he's just talking regular like Chris Pratt. I have no clue what's going on. Or but it's like somebody clowns yeah. him in the mushroom world. And they're like, why the fuck are you talking like that? Like, you're not Italian at all. He's like, oh yeah, you're oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Ah, Damn. You got yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but otherwise, like it, it still, it still looks fine. Yeah. Like, the, to- the whole toad character, like they're, they went through, they went through those little stupid pipes, the little clear pipes oh, that was and funny stuff as fuck. like that. It was so good. It was yeah. so good. I love, I love toad. I love, uh, what's his name? Uh, key Keegan, Michael key. Yeah. As, uh, as toad. It's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm still all about it. I, I, I really want to see how inconsistent Chris Pratt is going to be in the character. Yeah. There's no way, there's no way that like all of this stuff accidentally slipped by. There's gotta be a reason for it. There's yeah. gotta be a reason. Yeah. So I don't think uh, I want to watch another trailer. I don't think, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think I'm just going to like avoid them, uh, which is going to be hard. Cause you know, we, we want to talk about it on the podcast, but we do. Uh, no, I agree. I kind of also just want there to be movie left over to actually fucking watch. Yeah. Cause we already got kind of understand what's going on. He's, yep. he's, he gets thrown into the mushroom kingdom. He has no idea what he's doing. He gets Bowser's separated from Luigi. Yeah. Separated from Luigi. He has to, he has to train himself to prepare himself for whatever's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of got the entire plot there. We really don't need to see anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? We already know he's like a fish out of water and we have to see his progression into being like, some person who is completely lost, bumbling, has no idea how to get his foothold and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then he just 
getting to the point where he is confident in his abilities and you know he's doing all this and that and yeah and flying around with the tanuki suit yeah i forgot about that yeah so might as well there's enough there's enough there i think we're good let's call it done april's coming let's just watch the damn movie yep uh next next thing they showed was banishers ghosts of new eden end of 2023 it is a good trailer action adventure rpg from don't nod don't nod is the same company who did uh life is strange i genuinely believed that i was a like a 15 year old girl in in fucking portland oregon or something like that who was who loved taking pictures of their camera Mm -hmm. so i'm 100 percent confident that don't nod is going to be able to push whatever kind of narrative angle they're going with this banishers game it it's it seems really compelling it seems like it's going to be like a i think it's like a third person mm-hmm. like action adventure game seems like there's going to be a lot of messed up things going on in the world and you're just going to be bashing shit in bashing skeletons and whatnot i'm i'm all for it i can't i can't wait to see more about it i'm pumped as fuck about the next one right you know what i I didn't realize like how pumped I thought I might be about it until I actually saw the trailer. I didn't even know. I thought I didn't realize like space Marines one was that, but yeah, Warhammer 40 K space Marines Two, 2023. Uh, it's so basically you're just in a mech and you're just destroying shit, yes. right? You're just waves of all of these little, little things. Then you probably get it like a big bat at the end. Yeah. You're a religious zealot, uh, part of the paladin group. Uh, and some dude that it's very similar, like Catholic church and shit. You, you do a lot of prayer. There's a lot of ceremony. And then you go out on a crusade with your fucking wild ass weapons, murdering shit, murdering shit. And it is just it, waves and waves and waves of monsters and bad dudes all the time. It's insanity. It's fucking fun. The one that came out in 2011, I played the absolute shit out of it. I I don't remember anything of it because it's been so goddamn long ago. It's been over like right. a decade. Uh, I just remember having a lot of fun with it. And every time I see the title in my Steam library, I go, I should play that again because it was so goddamn fun. Um, yeah, that's how, I, that's how I found out that I have Space Marines in my library on Steam. Oh. And I do not remember when it got there. And it's probably been there for like years and years. Yeah. It's probably been there for a long time. Long time. I just remember uh, the reviews for it being like, this game's just fun. Just fucking play it. Uh, yeah. And I did. And I was just like, this was fantastic. Yeah. Th- um, this is definitely like one of those shut your brains off and just like, just blow shit up. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't get too caught up in like the bullshit. Uh, it's going to be good. They released uh Images of the collector's edition resin statue, and it's the space marine chopping a fucking alien in half, and there's his blood in fucking all kinds of wild, <laughs> eviscerated body parts and shit. It is Get the fuck up. Yeah, Janet. Janet showed it to me while we were driving, uh, and she was like, "Are you going to get this?" And I was like, "Probably." Holy crap! That is insane. That's graphic. Yeah. That's really graphic. Yeah. What a fucking collector's edition statue to yeah. go along with it. That goes that goes on the mantle. <laughs> right, move, move, 
move those pictures that we took when we got married. Yeah. Uh, Janet, <laughs> this, uh, you know, take the picture down. Uh, the Warhammer Space Marines got to go out there. Uh, Ross. Yeah, he does. And then we got. Holy crap. The next game coming up, man. It, it reminded me a lot of um, some old weird games that uh, Nibonichi used to make where you really? build. Um, you're the master of a labyrinth and like you have to build a labyrinth. It was on PSP and it's a real shitty looking game. It looks like dig dug or something. Oh, okay. okay. Um, yeah. and you build a labyrinth and like, you have to like kill the heroes before they can, they can get in. And so that's, that's what this game is, is except yeah. you're the hero and it's roguelite. Uh, so meet your maker is the name of the game. I guess I should yeah. say that April 4th, meet- 2023. It, and it's, it's actually pretty close to what you say. Um, because it's, I guess it's like, there's like two aspects to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you, you build, you build kind of like this, this labyrinth that yep. uh, people go through. And I guess the, the whole premise is, is that you, you kind of learn how people are able to get through your labyrinth or maybe survive or learn what, you know, works and how, you know, the, the spots that people are always dying at lets you know that you're doing good. So apparently like doing that allows you to, I guess, earn stuff to continue building your labyrinth, make it better maybe. And then there's also another aspect where you, you know, go on the other side, you actually go out and go to uh, other labyrinths. Try to labyrinths. Yeah. And so it's that seems like, yeah, it seems like that's what the entire premise is. It's like, yo, you build your base, uh, like study how people try to get through it, learn what works, what doesn't, and then, you know, make it better. I wonder if this is like Mario maker where it you kind of feels like it's, yeah, yeah like you just download like a, a little bit. Uh, bases and like you're going through there. That'd be sick as fuck. Yeah, it's actually actually kind of compelling. I, yeah. I don't know what the actual gameplay is going to be like, but they they focus a lot on the on the base building aspect of it. But the the base building aspect, if you're if you're into that kind of thing, it's it looks it looks really fun. Yeah, it looks really fun. Uh, we got Blood Bowl, which I didn't know yeah, anybody Blood- was asking for again. Yeah, Blood Bowl three, February twenty third. Uh, 2023 sports strategy game from cyanide studio. Uh, if you're into that thing, I, I knew I watched a few YouTubers who are like super into it, like five years ago, six mm-hmm. years ago. And that's, that's all I know about it. I, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. Uh, after that, we got a Witcher next gen trailer. So this is for the Witcher three. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is basically just a, uh, update to for you know for current gen consoles for like ray tracing uh increases the uh fidelity of the game a bit i don't know if they do much upgrades as far as like textures are concerned it could just be that the consoles get you know they're going to be able to do 4k uh maybe 60 or they're going to have 4k 30 with ray tracing stuff like that but that's really about it it was just just kind of announcing that yeah um after that we had uh crash team rumble coming out in 2023 4v4 fruit collecting game. Who collects the most fruit? Um, cool, man. Yeah, dude. Toys for Bob. Twitch chat wow. was fucking rude when this motherfucker got announced. And so was uh, like uh, literally all the chats that I was looking at. The majority of it was just, who the fuck asked for this? Who the fuck asked for this? This looks like Crash. Cool. Or it was just them spamming for the uh, mascot on the stage during this skit to reveal his face. Oh, yeah. They're like, face reveal, face reveal. Um, no one seems pumped about it, really. Uh, I'm sure it'll be good. It looks like that Pokemon it, it, game that came out on the Switch. 
where you're collecting stuff and then delivering it to the other side. Yeah, that's that's basically what it yeah. is. It's it's just like a it's kind of like a competitive game. Yeah, with crash character. I'm sure it'll be cool. I'm sure it'd be fine. Um, next up, uh, we we've talked about this one before. This is L- the Lords of the Fallen, not to be confused with Lords of the Fallen. Uh, the Lords of the Fallen coming out in 2023. It is a third person kind of Souls like game from Hexworks. Uh, again, super strong Souls vibe. A lot of like gothic, like architecture. Maybe a little bit of Bloodborne in like in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, chunky, uh, chunky characters. A um, lot of weapons. A lot of blood. Uh, st- I don't think we've really seen like. Well, I think there was a little bit of gameplay in this one. Uh, it looks like it's going to be all right. If you're yeah. into that genre, like definitely go for it. The only thing that I will say is that it did seem that there were some attacks where you didn't really do anything to the enemy. There was like no stagger. You just like did your big attack and it just took it. You just sliced into it and you know, and then it just along. countered and whooped your ass. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, all right, um, hopefully they make a uh, combat kind of like something that you want to pay attention to. Like yeah. this attack does this. It causes the, it causes the enemy to stagger back leaving them open for me to do something else or prepare for a counterattack, something like that. This just looks like you're just kind of slashing at things until it yeah. dies. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. I hope that's not the in, case. In this, in this uh, genre, I think you need strategy inside of your combat and you need uh, a lot of punishment to make it the, the combat feel rewarding. So exactly. So yeah. hopefully that's what it comes out to be. Um, we'll find out probably later this year. This next one I didn't uh, expect. I I didn't expect I didn't expect the reveal, but uh, I'm super pumped about this because yeah. I love I loved Cyberpunk 2077. I'm all about it. I played it on PC at the beginning. Sorry, you console users got fucked, but I really enjoyed the game. I really enjoyed it, and uh, they gave us another trailer for the DLC called Phantom Liberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not going to be coming out for PS4 and Xbox One. This is PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC only. The big reveal for this one is that I think the the character that you talk to in order to get the job where the whole Phantom Liberty like story takes place was revealed that is Idris Elba. So, you know, we have fucking Keanu Reeves and Idris, Idris Elba on this uh, DLC. I'm super pumped about it. We still don't know too much about it. I'm assuming that it's mainly because it's going to be heavily story driven uh, when it comes to it. Maybe they'll announce like some some modifications you can do to your character, new weapons, whatever. We'll find out uh, when it gets released. And I think it's coming sometime in 2023. Um, but yeah. Uh, then after that, we got uh, this one was a big one from FromSoft. Yeah. Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, coming out sometime in 2023. It's a mech game. I think at some point there was like a strategic version of Armored Core for some of the games and then uh others were more like kind of like twitchy you know mech yeah. combat we have no idea which direction this armored core is going to go into but i gotta say god damn do the japanese just have a way of just doing like mech cgi so good i, I know i know they've they've been doing this for a long time a super long time but just the intricacy of just like the mechanical aspect of how like they store these large mechs and all of like just the details that goes into like what it would be like if you were to actually store 
a mech in some sort of containment unit mm -hmm. and all of the little parts and little pieces, the gears and stuff that have to turn to make it happen. They are so goddamn good at this. I, and even if this game sucks, I would love to just watch it. Yeah, same. I, I like in the trailer, they, they, the way that they treat the, the equipment that the mechs have. So by the way, when, when I, when you watch the trailer, it's like a minute and eight, a minute and 15, 20 seconds before they even reveal a mech. It's literally the earth burning a big, a moon or something hits it. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? What the I, fuck I, is this trailer? I thought it was Elden Ring DLC. To be yeah. honest. I was like, this is fucking weird. And then it's like, then you see the robot pick up something and it says from software and he's got like a backpack on. And I was like, is this fucking death stranding robot edition? Like I had no idea. And then I, then you see the robot come up and I was like, I looked at Janet. I was like, this is armored core. When the fuck did they get the armored core license? Who the fuck has even played armored core in a fucking decade or more? Like where the, f out of nowhere, armored core comes out swinging dicks. The coolest fucking mechs. Like you said, the intricacy in all of the animation, when they zoom in on the robot's eyes and it looks like camera lenses and it has the little grippy knobs that you would have on a camera lens and they focus and then his fucking visor comes down because he's changing focal, focal length so that he can see different shit. He, he pulls a new fucking weapon out and all these arms come out and they like disassemble and dude, everything about it. I was like, this is insane. I'm totally fucking in. I don't even give a shit if this is the hardest game. I used to play the fuck out of Armored Core on the PS1. Loved it. I cannot wait for this shit. Yeah. I hope it's hard as hell. I hope it pisses me off. I'm, I'm totally in. I'm totally fucking in on this. Completely. Yeah. Uh, like you said, just just the intricacy and the yeah. details in yeah. the CGI trailer, is, there's so much. There's so much that went into getting that pumped out. Yeah, yeah. Can't it wait. looks so good. Can't wait. It looks so Can't good. Fucking wait. And then um, we take a, a total fucking flip. <laughs> and then yeah, we have this is a yeah, Wild Hearts, which we is talked about uh, this I one before. We, yeah, we have. Uh coming out in a couple of months, February seventh, twenty February February seventeenth, twenty twenty three, excuse me. Monster Hunter in Japan. That's basically what it is. With laying with Fortnite down traps. Yeah. Oh, was it Fortnite? Like you're building traps and shit. You're building like, traps and towers and like contraptions okay. to fucking like oh God. the spring loaded like, stuff that shoots you into the air. And then you use like a weird helicopter device to like fly around and like a tower defense game plus monster hunter. combined I, together. I, fuck dude. I don't know. It seems wild. It does. And it's it does. so fast paced looking. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's going to be very like, you know, stalking monsters type thing like uh monster hunter is mm -hmm. uh you know coming up with a strategy well i guess this one does have strategy but it's a little bit more like more bombastic strategy you know yeah. what i'm saying kind like of, building I'm, harpoon guns to like <laughs> get it into an area and then firing the harpoons and like latching it down yeah, yeah. Uh, like just wild stuff it's it seems really fucking cool uh, i probably I kinda, won't fucking play it though i i probably won't play it either i kind of hope that they at least give monster hunter run for its money just to have so like you know some options other than just monster hunter because monster hunter is just dominating dude it's Every, it's killing everybody there's so many yeah. other games out there just like monster hunter and they just cannot catch a break nope nope um, and uh we're gonna come to our last last reveal 
which I guess was all right. Uh, I'm kind of tired of hearing about this fucking game already. You know what I mean? I mean, it uh, looks it, really fucking good. It looks really good. I just, I don't really need all of this, like, just this story dump. Like, I, I'm, you got me, you got me with the first trailer. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Like, I don't need to know everybody's story mm-hmm. before I even get to the game. I don't oh. want to understand every re like the entire reason why everything's happening. Me either. I just I want it to I like wanna... I want it to unfold, wow. dude. I want to enjoy the RPG experience. Yes. We're talking, we're talking about, about Final about... Fantasy. I, I, I'm, I'm glad we went with the same sentence there. Look, dude, we're like yeah. best friends now. Uh Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> well, we we weren't we, we weren't before. I mean we Fuck. were we were. We just learned something new on the Pixels and Finds podcast. We all learned something together. God damn. Fuck you, Bradley. All right. But fuck this Final Fantasy 16 trailer mm-hmm. because this is like, I think, the third or fourth trailer that they've had so far. And I am just tired of trying to understand <laughs> why the hell, like, they're just telling us all about this story nonsense that we're going to find out as we play the game. We don't need to know, like, all of the, like, the political nonsense that's probably going to be happening with this story. We're going to discover it on our own when we play the game. Yeah. Give me, give me a reason why I want to continue playing the game and not just watch the cutscenes on YouTube. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I think the only thing that I took from this is that I think that we're going to have, I think you're going to have like up to two characters along with you mm-hmm. during the game. Cause at first it seemed like it was just you. Yeah. And a kid just, maybe. Maybe, and you're like, call Ifrit, and then you just beat on something, or they call Ifrit too, and they y'all beat on each other together. Yeah, now the fact that like, there were two Ifrits. That that also kind of threw me off a little bit. You know I was what like, I mean? what the fuck? Yeah. That, because uh, I don't know much about Final Fantasy lore when it comes down to just how it, these elements It doesn't work. matter. It, it doesn't matter. They change it every fucking game. Okay, so yeah. the fact that there's multiple versions of these elementals around in the world is okay, I guess. Yeah. I assume like it was just the elemental and it just got summoned. Yeah. Well, I thought summoning, you know what I mean? Well, cause they make it seem like, uh, this is very much like Naruto, right? Where Naruto has the nine tails and all those other, they had all those other characters and they bonded the, the souls of these giant monsters into these people's bodies. Yeah. And then there's somebody else out there who's trying to, gather all of them. I mean, this is a trope that's done over and over again in, in a lot of different media, very specifically anime. Um, So it's weird if that's the trope they're going for. And then they're like, but some people also have the same demon inside of them somehow. It's kind of fucking weird. Um, Maybe that's the twist. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. I, I'm sure because there's like some giant monster he's talking to that has him like held up in his arm and its hand. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, and he's like begging yeah. for his life or something. And it's like trying to touch his dick. And uh, I'm sure somehow that thing has taken people's uh, monster powers and, and he's got to fight against the monster powers. So I don't fucking know, but they do show, they, has, they show, show him on the doll where, where if touched you, yeah. show, show people on the doll where if touched you. I, I, I like the chocobo riding. They they sneak it in there. It's like the whole game's like the whole trailer's like dark, 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 and then it's like oh by the way, do 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 do, and then it's like dark, 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 twenty twenty three. Um, it's fucking weird. Uh, I'm a little. I'm gonna play it. I'm not gonna buy I mean, that fucking three hundred dollar fucking uh, collector's oh, edition hell. though. 
Yeah, I, I sure as fuck aren't. Um, no, I'm gonna skip it. I'm gonna skip it too. Uh, what did I do? I know I, I know I spent, I know I did something stupid. I think, uh, uh, again, it was my vices. Uh, I think I purchased the deluxe edition from Best Buy. Mm. So the deluxe edition comes with a steel book already, and then you yep. get a bonus steel book if you buy it from Best Buy. So I get two of them for no goddamn reason, just to take up shelf space. So uh, I'm, I'm guaranteed to play the game when it releases, whenever the fuck it releases now. I, I just hope it's good because uh, it hasn't really showed me uh, why I should play it outside of the story. I just hope it's not just a slog just to get through, to get to the next cutscene or whatever cinematic is going to be playing next. I just want it to be a good Final Fantasy game, you know? I think they're taking a lot from what they they liked on 15 and from the Final Fantasy 7 remake and putting it into this cuz it looks like it has a lot of the same combat systems. Yeah. Um, yeah, I assume, but I it just don't get me started on Final Fantasy 7. I'm I was I was okay with the um just kind of uh, the what do you call it? What's the what's the word whenever they retconning? Yeah, like or or whatever. Like no, no, it's not a retcon. They are. This is like an alternative or some whatever. Like they're some people are coming up with like these weird theories about why you know this is happening. Yeah, like this is like an alternate telling or an alternate universe or some kind of alternate bullshit about why this is happening the way it is in Final Fantasy VII remake. Just for the love of Christ, just just make a game. Similar to that, you know, self-contained story, mm-hmm. you know, follow those tropes. You guys knocked it out of the park and they've been kind of losing their way ever since. I, I think the remake of Final Fantasy seven, uh, with the change in the story is the directors and everybody, the story writers getting to tell the story the way that they wanted to in the beginning, but didn't get a chance to tell it the way that it was then. Uh, because the the Final Fantasy VII development cycle was very bad. Um, Pretty sure it was. Uh, because it was, you know, they I think they were making it for the Super Nintendo in the beginning, and then it got all fucked up, and they were like, oh, we got to go to disc, so we got to remake the game completely, and like all this other shit, and then they, they did the yeah. whole 3D thing, multiple disc systems. And I think somewhere along the way, because you can kind of tell the story, the story gets really fucking muddy. Um, I think they lost their way on what they were trying to tell. Uh, and so they tried to fix that with the movie and then they tried to fix it with the Final Fantasy VII prequel, which is bombing right now because of switch performance. Uh, I would love to hear your take yeah, on that I, later. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't, I, I know that switch performance is supposed to suck. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I haven't heard any details about it. I think it it, it releases this week, right? Mm-hmm. In a couple but of days. Like review copies went out. To review. <laughs> I haven't heard any of the I haven't heard any of that. I can't wait to to watch them just tear into the Switch version. Yeah, it's gonna I be actually, rough. you know what? I actually forgot. I actually bought the Switch version. That's one I got. Too. I think I, yeah, I may well, return I it a, and then just I have get a PS5 a, version too. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get the PS5 version. Yeah, right. uh, so I might I might just do it just to uh, just to hate on it. Out. Yeah, but to be fair to the Final Fantasy writers or the people who write for Final Fantasy, like they've been going down this convoluted road for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, you know, Final Fantasy 13 was a mess and then it just got messier and messier and messier. And maybe 
if you kind of ignore some of this stuff and just take the story for what it is or what it tries to be, and you're cool with it, but it just seems like they, maybe they're just too up their ass about, about the series in general. I, I think, I think they do what is, what is a typical Japanese story writing process where they, uh, very similar to, um, oh God, what is the guy who did near the fucking guy with the big, Oh, uh, Yoko Taro. Yoko Taro. So what he likes to do in a lot of the dudes over there, that I guess they all went to the same literary school. Um, they, uh, they, they start with something and then they pick a spot somewhere in the story and they go, I just need my character to do this thing over here. And I need my character to do another thing over here and over here and over here. And, and then whatever the story beat is to get them there, they don't give a shit. They, they write it poorly. They don't, they don't fucking care because all it means, all they want to do is get you from point A to where you know something about the character to point B where you connect and then point C where you have an emotional impact. And then they repeat that over and over and over again through the story. Uh, I think that's typical fucking Japanese story writing. Uh, it's just whatever bullshit they can push on you. They do it in fucking anime, like as you know, all the filler arcs, whatever. Um, none of it makes sense. It never fucking makes sense. Uh, I'm not saying that American media is any better. I'm just saying that Dan Harmon writes a better story than any of these guys could ever fucking want to write. Uh, I love the hero's journey. God damn. Uh, I, I still think the best uh, literary masterpiece that's been put into a movie is the, uh, the Batman series with, uh, with, with, uh, God, what the fuck is his name? The Dark Knight series. The, the um, trilogy. The Nolan trilogy. Yeah, the the, Nolan uh, trilogy. What was his name? Um, Oh, the guy who screamed at people yes. <laughs> in that viral video. Oh, God damn it. Only thing I have in my head right now is Kurt Russell, and I know that's not him. That's fucking Star-Lord's dad. <laughs> yeah. My brain just finally connected that dot like 30 minutes ago. Um, you know, you're you're an artist. What you need to do is you need to draw Kurt Russell as bat, as of the Dark Knight. That's true. In the Nolan series. Yeah. Just like his old as fuck. Old as fuck with his and beard and shit. Yeah. Just hanging out the and bottom just, of the Batman mask. Just, I don't know. Maybe just Bane's just like just beating the shit of him, and he's he, there's nothing there's nothing he can do about nothing. it. Nothing. Not a goddamn uh, thing. God damn it. Um, Dark Knight. I gotta find. Uh, Chris, I want to say Christian Chris, Bale. Chris, Christian Bale. There you go. That's it. Man. You know what? You're right. I think it is. It is a good hero's journey. But I thought it didn't hero's journey. I, I thought that kind of. Didn't that come from like Chinese mythology too? Like, isn't that all like? I mean, it's maybe it's there's a, every every uh, every kind of uh, ethnicity and and culture always has some sort of like hero's journey story. Yeah, yeah, like they a, do. But I mean, there was a guy. Uh, I don't know, a couple of decades ago, maybe maybe a hundred two hundred years ago. Who the fuck? I can't remember. But he he's the one who created the 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 literary review of what the hero's journey is. And so people just kind of latch onto it now. Uh, and Dan Harmon made it popular, uh, recently, um, as, as, and maybe, maybe other people did right before him, but he, he's the one that comes to mind when I think about what the hero's journey is. Cause he applies it to literally everything that he writes. So Rick and Morty is, Every episode is a hero's journey loop. 
And then every episode inside of the this uh, series links into that hero's journey. So they're each individual loops inside of a larger loop. Well, I thought Rick Sanchez was just an asshole. I thought that was, thought that that was the entire point. But it, in every yeah, but in every episode, someone uh, has a journey to gain something, and they lose it uh, in a remarkable fashion, and then learn a lesson before coming together with everything. There's always a tie-in. Huh. Like the most recent episode, uh, spoiler alert, was where Jerry fights uh, Pissmaster. I sent you a clip of, and Pissmaster is like yeah. pissing all over the walls and stuff. His whole power is just. He's Iron Man, except all of his weapons are piss. <laughs> really enjoyed that one. <laughs> Dude, I love that episode. And so, like, Jerry beats the shit out of him with a flamingo, yeah. and it makes it on TikTok. And so everybody in the galaxy sees that Jerry beat the fuck out of this guy named Pissmaster, yeah. uh, shirtless, and so everybody calls him Flamingo Dad. And then so, like, this Justice League comes down from outer space and gives him, like, this orb. And then he becomes like this super badass dude, essentially Iron Man with like godlike powers and uh, flies around saving everybody, uh, blows up an entire planet of Hitlers that have uh, come together <laughs> from all other, uh, uh, all other planets. And they all worship Hitler, which is perfect timing for all of the Hitler nonsense that's going on on Twitter. Like this, this episode was written years ago. Right. And That's then, crazy. and then, yeah. and then yeah, like, yeah. as it comes out, like fucking Kanye's going bananas about Hitler and Jerry's <laughs> like killing Hitler's like, eventually the, the story comes around where, uh, Rick is trying to make amends with who he is and he's going to therapy and trying to be a better person. And he realizes to do that, that he has to make Jerry's dream come true, but he doesn't do it altru. He, he's doing it altruistically. And then inevitably, uh, a piece of uh, his healing process kind of comes out in, in all of it. Um, okay. And then he, he helps Jerry. He makes uh, a piss master. Uh, uh, he, he solves like a bunch of piss master's problems because he walks in on piss master right after he committed suicide. So he takes <laughs> up the mantle of, yeah. So piss master gets upset because he got beat up by Jerry and everybody makes fun of him. So he goes home and kills himself. Pissmaster's daughter, uh, Piss Princess, whatever the fuck her name is, wants to make amends with her dad because they had a falling out, and she's upset because he's making making a fool of himself on the internet. Jer or Rick goes to go help the guy. He's like, "Man, fuck it, I gotta go talk to this Pissmaster guy. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta clear some shit up. I gotta make him not look like such a, a bad motherfucker, right?" And we got to figure out how to fix Jerry because Jerry's going crazy. Um, so he walks in, Pissmaster's dead, and then he realizes Pissmaster has a family that loves him but is disconnected from him. And Pissmaster's become like an alcoholic and has killed himself. So he takes up the mantle of Pissmaster, flies around the galaxy, saving people's lives and being like, hey man, I'm Pissmaster. Yeah, make sure you tell all your friends that I'm a good guy now. I'm Pissmaster. Yeah, A number one. Oh, yeah, by the way, all my weapons, they're all piss. And this is like, it's just, it's a whole fucking weird thing where people are like, oh, this is disgusting. And then eventually people are like dancing in his piss. It's like raining down. It's like a (laughs) celebratory thing. And then he saves a whole planet of orphans. It's just a planet of orphans. Uh, And Jerry sees him saving it and gets mad while um, 
Rick is trying to have his Batman moment at the end of Dark Knight and and fly a fucking bomb out of the area to save the orphans, which happens in Dark Knight. And he takes it away, and he's trying to just blow up and then escape as Rick while the suit flies up and does its own thing. Literally just Dark Knight. But Jerry's pissed because he's like, he's like, you're not allowed to fucking kill yourself. And then he realizes that it's Rick, and he's like, you put me up to this whole thing. Were you Pissmaster the whole time? Was it a hologram that I beat up? Were you dressed as Pissmaster when I beat you up? Was this all just to make me feel good? And Jerry's like, or Rick's like, yeah, man, I just did this all to make you feel good. Uh, I just, you know, I know you were having a hard time, so I dressed up as Pissmaster. I stood outside the house. I sprayed the house with piss. Yes, all of that was me. And everybody's like, holy shit, Rick, you're like the nicest guy ever, blah, 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 blah. And so, like, you think the episode's about to end, and then Rick looks at Morty, and he was like, he tells him the entire thing. He's like, I had to dress as Pissmaster because Pissmaster killed himself. Your dad fucking drove him insane. He killed himself, blah, blah, blah. And then Morty's like, holy shit, you can't dump that on me. So he runs inside, he tells everybody, and then the whole thing falls apart, and then Rick's a bad guy again. <laughs> so, like, all this altruistic shit that everybody was trying to do, uh, and Jerry trying to stand up against people uh, who are attacking his family, like, everything just falls apart, and they're back to square one. So, anyway, uh, Hero's Journey, hey, in a nutshell. What kind that, of shenanigans are they going to get into next week, huh? You just have to tune in next Monday and find out on the Pixels and Pines podcast. I will <laughs> say, though, before before we uh, figure out how to end this, um, <laughs> I want to I give you credit that you have this amazing ability to, to I guess, summarize stuff like that. Because I remember when we were on our way to, uh, or on our way back, I think, uh, mm-hmm. to Houston, uh, I think I had mentioned something about World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. about the expansion, and I think you you rattled on for like thirty minutes. Yeah, about basically. three different expansions yeah. that you had missed. Yeah, and I, I want to say I think the last time that you did this, it was not. It didn't feel as great as it just uh, felt when I heard you talk about it. Yeah, like the way that you talked about it, like it sounded so. You have such a great ability to take like all of this i don't know the goodness out of something yeah you absorb all of this and you're able to just like throw away all of the junk and just you know give out all of the great stuff that happens during yeah, the guess, good beats the extensions. yeah and so like i was waiting for because it sounded it sounds so great <laughs> whenever you talk about it i was just i was waiting to, I, I i was i was hoping it was going to be like that the entire time i was playing <laughs> No, and it's not because like games yeah. have to have filler. Just all stories have to have filler. If you just hit people with the the good beats, you get uh, a story that doesn't feel cohesive sometimes. True, I think so. I think you could do really well like doing just like like uh, like lore stuff on WoW. I think if you did that and you condensed like you know the WoW lore into like bite sized chunks like that, mm-hmm. like it would be, I think it would be pretty compelling. I would. I, I thought about doing that. Uh, I had talked to Janet before before coming up with the idea with you about pixels and pints. I was like, I think I want to do some type of narrative view of uh, of gaming and just break it apart into what is the trope here that they try to talk about. What are what are the big story beats, and then tell the lore, and then break it into pieces. Um, because I similar to what we do, or, or like what I what we were doing on the on the trip where. We were listening to Deftones, for instance, 
and we were yeah. breaking apart the songs and I was like, this is this, this is what this, like, cause you're listening to a song and you're like, Oh, this is about the, the, the ride that Hollywood takes you on at being a star and then sucking the right. life out of you. This is you begging to just be released. And that releases death from, from fame. That's how this all walks away. And you're just like, but this is a metal song in the age of like cocaine and wild shit. And then it, it did not fit the time that it came out. And it was just <laughs> absolute insanity that they were playing this shit on the fucking radio and, and had music videos. Like all of it was absolute insanity. Um, and no one listened to the fucking lyrics. They're just like, this just sounds fun. Um, so I like I, to, I like I to, agree. I like to do that with, uh, almost any media that I consume. I like to just take a step back and like, what the fuck just happened? You, you really should. You really should. I would, I would love to hear your breakdown of just like games that we've played. Mm -hmm. And I I remember, I remember like the way that you talked about near automata Mm -hmm. and I don't know if maybe I'm just dead inside, but (laughs) I did not, I did not take, I did not take away the same kind of thing. Because uh, it's it seemed like it was a very very emotional. Uh, it was story. emotional as fuck for me. Yeah, it hit me in. I like, did not all the weird spots. I did not feel that at all. I think it. Um, I think maybe in maybe one of the endings, like I got a little, I got a little twinge of it, mm-hmm. but I did not, I did not take the same kind of uh, aspect. And then, and the worst part about it is that I kind of wanted to experience what you experienced and I almost felt like I was robbed of that because of the way that you told it mm-hmm. I, it it sounded so compelling I I think you probably should do a breakdown of the near automata stuff I might I might I, maybe maybe that'll be my series because you're going through and like doing the uh, technical reviews and like some of the gameplay reviews and um uh, kind of the drama that's behind the scenes with corporate stuff and like the weaselly shit that's been going on. I get so attached to the emotional aspect of what you gain from a story. Um, and, and I used to not be that way. I used to be a lot like you. I used to be very stoic. Not that you're stoic all the time, but like when approaching media, um, cause and it, I, it used to not touch me. And then, and then one day it, it touched me. Uh, I don't have a doll to show you where, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I find out, I'll, I'll show you, but the, uh, I don't remember what it was, but there was a, there was something that just opened up and I was just like, Oh, I am way into the, the background behind all this stuff. You, you really should. Cause like I, it, it takes, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to, to get to that, that kind of sense of those, those kind of themes. Mm-hmm. Like I think the, the last game that I can remember is probably Xenoblade Chronicles three. And I haven't even finished that game yet. I haven't finished it, but, uh, and again, like I, I remember trying to, to talk to somebody, uh, about this and the, it was kind of just like, and I think like, I think this person's way more dead inside than I am mm-hmm. because like, I thought like the, cause you know, like like you said, Japanese uh, storytelling is filled with a whole bunch of tropes. Yeah. You know, the idea of this kind of uh, destiny 
that you have and how that destiny is tied with another person and how sometimes this destiny is like in a loop. You know what I mean? You know why they probably do such a good, good way with that is like their culture is not wrapped around destiny. Their culture is wrapped around like the service of each other, the idea of respect and a service to the land and environment and spirits in your, uh, I'm, I'm obviously, uh, rolling this up into like the, the worst fruit roll up of fucking, uh, uh, cultural <laughs> lore for them. But like it, it, it's, it's all service. It's servitude and respect of your country and your kinfolk and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I think, and a lot of the, a lot of the, um, I guess the, the plot points usually are around when that goes wrong. Yes. When you take that service, you take that respect and it gets corrupted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's all about finding your way back. And or they yeah. they idealize uh German philosophers a lot. So oh, that's right. So Frederick Nietzsche and stuff like that, they 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 love that shit. They love looking back at uh, uh Christian philosophies and really uh dissecting them um into the weird stuff. So like the blood rituals from like Christian lore, like, you know, the, the blood of the lamb will save you, blah, 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 yeah. and drinking the wine and all this other stuff. It's all blood ritual sacrifice type of shit. Um, all of the, the, the weird stories about like manipulating life from other life. Like they love that shit. They love to take it apart because it's very different than the, their stories. Right. So they, yeah. they really it, dig into it and they, they mash it with theirs. What is service inside of this area? And it gets fucking wild. And I it love does. it. That, it was, it was one of the reasons why I really liked Xenoblade Chronicles too, mm-hmm. because it took the whole, like the creator aspect, the tree of life aspect, the Adam and Eve aspect. Mm-hmm. And it, it wrapped it up into the whole like Japanese way of looking at it. Yeah. And so it can get uncomfortable for people because if you've been kind of like, in the whole like Western ideology of what God is and what you think it might be and mm-hmm. you know, what role he plays like it, it sounds kind of fucked, especially for people who are like super religious because yeah. it's like, it's completely blasphemous yeah. for what, for what it's supposed to be. Like the fact that, you know, this thing that we consider like a higher being, the highest of all beings mm-hmm. can be corrupted, can be, you know, or it's like, and it's this, this thing this being is, you know, fallible yeah, and doesn't always do what's in your best interest uh, intentionally. You know what I mean? And just getting like that aspect of it. And um, especially like growing up as kind of like a, you know, in a religious household, Mm -hmm. like kind of turning that on its head and looking at these stories from a different perspective Yeah, and And being okay. Like you said, being okay, being uncomfortable in that situation. Cause you're yeah. taking your history and viewing it through the lens of a different culture. It's wild to look at it like that. I think a lot of people miss that aspect. And, um, and it's a shame too. Yeah. And, uh, and that's why, that's why I really want to hear, cause I know we've, we've had, we've had like side conversations about, you've always said some things like, Oh man, like I can't wait for you to play this game. I want to, I want to talk to you about this game, but there's, there's obvious, you're obviously thinking about it on a, on a different level. Yeah, yeah. Then I think, then I think we could do it. And so, cause I don't get caught up point, in gameplay. I, I, I never play a game and go, damn, that gameplay was sick as fuck. I've never 
been pumped about that. It's really never couldn't give a fuck. I, I would rather play a crazy. I I mean, I like, I like good gameplay for sure. But like, I mean, I just wax poetically over fucking Warhammer fucking space Marine about just being fun. I, I don't remember a story beat though from it. So like all I remember is fun. I can't remember shit from that game, but like I can pinpoint moments in other games that like crack me open and make me feel uncomfortable. Um, I want to hear more about that. Okay. I want to like, I want to hear, especially like on something that I've played mm-hmm. to see like your takeaways from it and how you interpret yeah. everything that's going on. Cause maybe sometimes I just, I ignore or just take it as face value and don't don't even try to like, you don't interpret see how what's it, really going on. Yeah. Like yeah. how it fits in the grand scheme of things or why it might be important yeah. that things are being done this way or why or the symbolism or anything like that is yeah. occurring and why it matters. Uh, like that's why that's and, why one of my favorite games yeah. is fucking Final Fantasy Tactics, the first one. Like how you're a fucking teenager, you're you're in a household of uh mixed family. Like your brothers are full blood, you're half blood, no one really respects you, you're in a fucking academy, your best friend is lowborn, you're considered highborn, but no one like holds you at that like status. So you're just kinda like, whatever, we'll just let this kid be in the academy who gives a shit. Uh fuck off they're with him. Send him. They're gonna send him to the wall. Yeah. Send him yeah, wall. essentially. He's he's Jon Snow. And then shit goes fucking wild. Your family is corrupt. Everybody's in cahoots with the church. The church is fucking creating uh, demons, thinking that they're saviors, uh, this angel thing. And you get wrapped up in this giant Game of Thrones story where everyone around you that you love has betrayed you or sees you as their betrayer and they treat you as such and you're a heretic and you have to run from everything that you know. And it is a wild fucking story of loss and tragedy and just this kid just trying to fucking stand up and do what he thinks is right with very few people on his side. It sounds like I'm going to be super disappointed when I fa- when I play Final Fantasy Tactics. So I'm probably not going <laughs> to take any of that away. Nothing. You're like, oh, Cloud is in this game? Sick. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I like to, uh, like, I play through games and I'll, uh, like really sit and just like read and like backpedal sometimes to like get pieces out of it. And then there's other games where I just get so fucking annoyed with like how bad the story is where I just like, I just have to finish this or like everybody's like, Oh, final fantasy 14 has got the craziest fucking good story. And I'm just like the first fucking 20, 30 hours of the game is like, as a new character is just pirates and shit. And I'm, I have no fucking interest in pirates and we're not even close to a fucking ocean. Where the fuck are these pirates? Are they land pirates? These aren't really fucking, these are, these are bandits. Call them bandits. Um, but it's just like the, the whole thing was so dumb. I was just like, I can't, I can't get into it. I don't give a fuck. The gameplay slow. The story's dog shit. Uh, can I just be level 60 or 70 or whatever the fuck the max level is and play through the new expansion? Because this old shit is garbage. Um, <laughs> so I just, I quit playing that shit. Uh, but it did, it did win a bunch of fucking awards. It won two awards. Uh, yeah, I think it's the best, best ongoing, I guess, game. I think mm-hmm. it's, it won that. Um, yeah. Something so else. It's, 
still going strong. Yeah. I forget what else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be super compelling if I'm, if my dumbass is just like, this sounds amazing. I can't wait to, I can't wait to actually see this in like a long form. Yeah. Like maybe I'll do it. Read? Maybe I'll do it like small town murder type of setup, like their podcast yeah. and just like talk about like beats. You set up like, a yeah, you can set up, it. you can set up, like you construct the world. You give context about what's about to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it just like, and then we meet this son of a bitch. Yeah. And here's what happened when he meets this asshole. Yeah. Cause we talked about bravely default and I think, uh, you haven't played bravely default, right? I haven't you. Yeah. I remember this was like way back in the day, Yeah, way back in the day. Cause I remember talking to you about bravely default and you're like, Oh man, this game like, fucking I need rules. you to play the game and we're going to have to talk about it. And I never fucking played it. Yeah. And because like everybody goes, this game fucking sucks because they're like, why the, f- why, why is all this happening? And it doesn't tell you until you play through the game what feels like eight fucking times. And that's the whole fucking point is monotony. And it makes you fucking feel it and you have to live it. And you're just like, this is awful. And once you grind through it, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like the Japanese writers were like, not only do we want to tell you that there's a lot of monotony and what's really happening and it's a repeating process, you have to live through it. And you get to do it again and again and again and again until you fucking hate it and then you're allowed to win. And I'm like, that is torture. And it's also kind of fucking genius. But <laughs> and I loved it because of it. I love that they doubled down on it. They doubled down on the story mechanic and made it a game mechanic and like fuck the player over completely because of it. Destroyed their fucking audience. Yeah, that sounds, it sounds it sounds terrible. It does. Was that, was that your was that your takeaway for the entire process? Yeah. And I or was there was was it was that about as deep as it got as far no, as like the story no, no, goes? No. There's 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 like, you know, it's it, it's it's again, it's the creator god trope shit. Um, all right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I think, I think if I'm interested, I think there's a lot of people that would be interested in, in hearing it broken down like that. Yeah. I there's, think so too, because people just fly through shit, man. Yeah. I mean, what's, uh, I forgot. Um, there's a couple of, there's a couple of YouTubers that do like deep dives. Like I'm talking about like seven hour deep dives. I forget what this son of a bitch is naming. Yeah. Like nobody wants to sit through that seven hours and stuff. No. I'm sure those people are great. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of research. They do a lot of, you know, retrospection, introspection about all of this stuff to try to try to like give their reasons. Yeah. I think you do it in way less time and make yeah. it way more interesting. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think and something like that, if, if the game can't keep your your interest that long, I don't think that you should make a user sit through that for there's two guys and they have a really nice studio and they do giant lore synopsis of games. They break it all the way down their episodes. They break them into like four parts because each episode is three fucking hours. They have 12 hour reviews of like Xeno Xeno gears. Again, um, final fantasy tactics, fucking all kinds of these old games that people have experienced a long time ago, but may have forgotten why they're such, uh, why they're considered to be masterpieces 
of their time. Um, and I, I watch them sometimes and I'm just like, this is, this is hard to fucking sit through. And I love this type of shit. This is hard to fucking sit through. And, and so it watching shit like that made me, uh, not want to pursue that thing. But if I, if I think if I could deliver that type of message in like 10 minutes, uh, with like some, some cool editing and stuff like that, I think it would be fun. Um, I just don't think that there's, it would have to be something that I love to do, right. To tell that story mm. because I don't think it's something that makes a lot of money. Um, so it wouldn't be something that I would pursue for like monetary value. It would just be for something, uh, to tell a story and to have a creative process about, and maybe I do it for like a, a year. I do an episode a month. I put out 12 episodes and I go, these are my 12 fucking games, you know, type of thing. And I let it live and die just like they did Unus Anus. You're here for the episode. <laughs> uh, at the end of that fucking year, dude, they're gone. Uh, I right, think so, I would want to do something like that. So, so let me just, let me just say, okay. Uh, we have, we have a YouTuber, uh, Matthew Matosis. Uh-huh. He did a six hour and 23 minute Dark Souls commentary. God I think damn. this is just Dark Souls one. This is not even, this is not even the series the dark, dark souls series. This is dark souls one. Wow. Six hours, 2 million views. Jesus. Videos. So when you say like monetary, uh, value, I think, I think you could, I think you could get a whole bunch of views. If people, if people are engaged with True. the way that you, way that I tell stories. Yeah. Yeah. People will come back and they will watch and they doesn't sound like they care how long the video is as long as, yeah. So as long as you feel like you're being honest with the way that you're telling it, the way that you would tell it, the way you would, I guess, want it to be heard. Yeah. If somebody were to, uh, give it back to you, as long as you're true to that, I don't think people are going to care how long it is. It doesn't have to, you don't have to shove it into 10 minutes. If it's 15 or 20, as long as it's, there's like no fat. As yeah. long as you keep no fat on it, the people will come, they will watch. And who knows, you could be the the next Matthew Matosis, but you don't have to let people sit for six and a half hours. You know, six and to a go half over hours. one goddamn game to yeah. go over one goddamn game. I'll have, to, I mean? I'll have to watch that video to see, uh, like what his editing process looks like, or if he just like talks for six and a half hours, I can't. I can't imagine. He he literally so it looks like cuz he has chapters on his videos. Yeah. It looks like he goes through every single beat in the game. God so damn. from your spawn point at the very beginning to when you fly off on the little eagle and get dropped off and every step that you take into the game, like every place, every location that it takes you. And there's just probably like 20 minutes on like the first area of the game. You God know what damn. I mean? So it's, it's a lot. I don't think I'll go ahead and link the video. Yeah. Link you. It. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't think you really need to do all of that. I think, I mean, I, I, could, I could probably watch like the first like hour and yeah. get enough out of people, it. People just like being told a good story. That's yeah. I is. think, th- I think that's true. Um, and it, you don't have to play a game for 150 hours to get it all. You can get told, you can get it told to you in in a short amount of time. I, I did have a, um, 
a client. Uh, we were sitting in a, a call uh, a year or two ago before I just, when I was still toying with the idea of like, hey, I want to do a podcast um, in the height of the pandemic. And uh, we were talking and I was, you know, going through the the process of what it is to like do the design work that I needed to do and like what I need from them and like how I think about design and, and their campaign that we were building up. And she stopped me. She goes, Hey, I didn't say anything about a podcast. She goes, do you have a podcast? And I go, Mm-mm. she goes, when you make one, let me know. She goes, I want to listen to you just fucking talk. She's like, I love the way that you talk. And I was like, for real? She's like, yeah, there's just the way that you set shit up and the way you like talk about it and the way you feel about things, your voice, like the whole, the whole thing. She's like, I'm totally fucking in. Hmm. I was like, hmm, all right. And then I was like, I told Janet, I was like, man, I'm doing a podcast. I don't know when, but I want to do it. So here we are. You should. You should. I mean, I am. We, that's what this is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what this is. Eventually, I'll do something no, 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 else, no. too, I'm sure. But yeah, like, like, so I guess no, we're getting we're getting we're getting a little bit meta yeah. <laughs> right now. We're getting a little bit meta. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think the I think the issue is that like we're too like we're too like I'm not opposing forces, but we have different, I guess, goals of what mm-hmm. we're trying to accomplish when it comes to like like our overall goal is the same. Yeah. But like the way we reach there is different. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know. And and I like it. I like it. Uh because But I think the issue with that though is I think that at least for me, mm-hmm. I think I've been way too rigid about how to go about it. And I think that's fine. And I think I, it's I fine think, too. I but... think you're getting to to scratch that uh that creative itch that you have through this. Like we've talked about that. Like you're like, Oh, this is, yeah. this is super fucking fun. I like digging through all the news. I like putting together the notes. I like, you know, producing this thing. Cause essentially you are the producer and I'm just kind of fucking here hanging out and like going through beats. And, and for me, I get to build a very good relationship with you. I get to have a good friend. Um, and we get to talk about shit that I like talking about. I don't want you to gush too much here. And apparently I'm a best friend now, but I yeah. wasn't before. No, but you, it were. Took, it you took, were. It took six months. No, it took six months. It didn't take six that. fucking months. Uh, <laughs> Janet even, Janet even said to, uh, God, we were hanging out with the crew last night and she was like, yeah, you know, Bradley's best friends with fucking Michael. Like she dropped it in there on everybody. I was like, don't tell, don't tell everybody we're best friends, man. They're going to feel like I feel bad. I don't know how they're going to feel. You know, <laughs> I was so worried. They were going to be like, I'm not your best friend. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I was super worried about them just dropping in like a weird label on them. I, I don't know what, yeah, I had, I had some fucking weird he, issue with it for a minute. He's just, he's just somebody that comes around because there's, there's some sort of obligation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. Uh, but no, like for me, this is, it, I, it, it's a, it's a fun hangout session. Yeah, uh, with you and we get to talk about games. I get to hear a lot of cool news. I get to react to it. Um, I I do think that at some point I'll have to just like what you're doing with, with the, the additional series and experimenting with shorts and experimenting with like the different videos with the uh, uh, the no commentary gameplay that you put up for uh, Portal. Um, yeah. And then some of the commentary gameplay that you're doing now. Uh, I I think you're getting your 
creative outlet there. I have to figure out what my mind is. And I think, I think it is storytelling. It's something that, that I enjoy doing. Uh, so at some point that'll probably end up on the channel. I just don't know when. But there's, there's gotta be, there's a, there's a good, there's a good kind of, I guess, mixing of that. Yeah. And I think that's, and I think that's what, um, to be honest, I think this, this podcast, I think episode was a little bit more than it has been previously. Yeah. You know what I mean? So getting the best of both worlds, I guess you could say. So getting the, getting the content ready to, to have discussions about getting that all prepped. So we're kind of uh, ready to go and then actually have conversations. And I think, I think I started to lose a little bit of that. Yeah. Cause we had uh, that in the first couple episodes, not like, yeah. in, like after, I think after the 10th episode, things were like, they were getting really good. And then the notes got like really heavy. Yeah. And so like then you, it's like being too prepared, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. 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 And we had talked, I think we talked about that. Uh, so I was telling you about the Danny Brown, Joe Rogan, uh, podcast. Yeah. And they were talking about like podcasts are super rigid. And I was like, I think that's what we're becoming because we have too many notes. And then you were like, well, let's just dial it back. Let's, let's, let's experiment. Like let's, let's pull it back and see what people think and shit like that. Um, see what Agreed. we think, see how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. from an experimental standpoint, I, I feel like this podcast was really fucking fun. Uh, because we got to like, we got to just goof on some games, right? Talk a little bit of shit, get a little bit nostalgic about like, uh, uh, some of the entries that are coming out. Um, I I don't know. I thought it was cool, but it's also a really good week for light news and just literally just looking at games versus, uh, you know, uh, Bayonetta drama. By the way, I thought I saw her sitting in the crowd, uh, the Bayonetta voice actress, and I was like, no, no fucking way. way. So I'm going I'm to go back and rewatch it because I, they panned to a woman that looked just like her when they announced the Cereza game for like, I, it, it felt like less than two seconds. They were like, camera, oh my God. <laughs> it was like the most knee jerk fucking camera shit I've ever seen. And I was like, what the fuck does happen? Um, so I'll probably go back and pull that up and like watch it. Yeah, yeah I... Uh... I, I like I like the direction we're going. I think it's uh, it's it's much better to, uh, and I, I think what you're saying is is true, especially since it's a light news week, and so mm-hmm. it's uh, obviously the Game Awards is taking like a, a whole big portion of it. But I think that just means that I think we need to trim a lot of the unnecessary stuff. I think there's a lot of things that don't really need to be talked about. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's definitely stuff that can be dropped, and I think we just keep it light, so that way it's a lot more, a lot more just, just chilling and just like you said, just goofing on shit, man. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I think, I think, I think the fun of podcasts is uh, the fly on the wall th- type of thing. Yeah, um, exactly. and I, I think just having a a general topic is is more than enough um agreed yeah fucking easy agreed fucking easy yeah we just we just solved the we just podcast dilemma that everybody's going through (laughs) Um, so other podcasters if you're listening to this uh you can write that fucking check out to pixels and pints podcast llc uh care of bradley and michael (laughs) 
Man, you know what I just discovered? What's I look that? I look like such a fucking Hector right now, man. It's insane. What does that fucking mean? <laughs> it's, ex- it's exactly what you think it means, dude. There's a there's that there's that one ha- there's that one uh, actor that plays a Hector in every fucking movie. Oh. <laughs> It comes out. <laughs> yeah, we talked just, about this guy. <laughs> he always plays feel, like a fucking cholo dude. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of feels like kind of feels like I'm kind of doing a transformation right now. So ooh, I'm not too sure if I like it. I think I'm gonna I'm probably gonna keep the head shaped for probably a couple of more months and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna grow back out. You're gonna grow gonna go grow go full out. full blown hair mode? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go well, yeah, maybe not full blown hair. I think I'm gonna keep uh I might keep like the uh the top up here, but I think I might keep the the side side shaved, the sides the sides shaved a bit. Uh, maybe maybe not completely. Maybe like you know faded out, still look still look professional, presentable, and, and whatnot. But um, definitely not like this. It's like I want to grow my look hair like out a, so bad. Why don't you? Well, so we talked about it very lightly at the the wine room with uh what the fuck was that guy's name <laughs> was it corbin no, corbin that was it was it cut? yeah was it, it was corbin? corbin yeah i just remember him having like this fucking wild ass name um so we were we were talking to him because he just had wonderful fucking hair and oh, i commented right. on it and i was like your hair is beautiful you, and he goes so he's like he's like why don't you just grow your hair out? i was like my hair is thin on top and he's like my hair is fucking thin i just have a lot of it uh, and I was, I thought about that the entire time back <laughs> from from there till this week. And I bought Are you serious? Yeah, so I bought some Rogaine and I've been fucking with Rogaine and my hair is responding really well to it. Um Yo. so it's it's a little bit thicker now. Uh, so I was like, man, maybe I'll maybe I'll just grow this shit out. I've always wanted to have long hair. Uh and I think it's better to do it now um than to wait till, you know, I'm fucking old as shit. Um, you know, just get some of this, get some of this shit out of the way. Uh, try it. Yeah. It's, it's and, just hair. Yeah. And I'm going to look, I'm going to look so fucking cool when I'm 40 years old next year with like shoulder <laughs> length, fucking jet black straight hair. And I'm jacked as fucking super lean. I'm going to look awesome. I'm going to look fucking fantastic. You need a, you need to get a, get a Kuma like man. You need to get that. You need to get that bun. That's what I was. I was literally about to say, I want to put it in a fucking bun. A fucking man bun. Uh, maybe I'll try to grow my facial hair out too. Maybe I'll just go full fucking lumberjack mode next year. Just fucking um, do it, dude. You never know. Like, have you outside of the outside of the pedo stash? Have you have you let it grow any more than that? I so this has been growing since last Saturday, I think. And this is all I got. Okay. Uh, it's invisible to the naked eye. Um. Maybe I'll just grow it out for like the the two or three weeks over Christmas and just see how it looks up to I'm just not going to shave it. I'm not going to shave it until MAGFest. I'm going to let it grow. That'll give it three weeks. I'm just going to see what it looks like. And if it doesn't fill in at all, I'll shape it up a little bit. Maybe I'll roll up to MAGFest with like a full-blown truck driver goatee. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh shit we'll see i don't know uh, uh, yeah i don't know about that yeah you thought the pedo so, stash next- was back bad yeah 
shit. that's not the that is not the place to do it at, man. Oh that's yeah, you're, you're probably that. right. You're probably right. Yeah, you're gonna get so many security guards following you around. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah. Okay. I'm well, not gonna. I'm not gonna admit to know who you are. It's like he's not with us, man. Yeah, he's hanging out with the furries. <laughs> and not that there's anything wrong with that, but there is, and you should never do that. Yeah. yeah. Say no to furries. Unless you are a furry, uh, and then just you know have a good time. Say yes to yourself. I'm a yes and type well, of person to an extent. You are. You are. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, agree to disagree. Yep. Agree to disagree. Shit, man. This has been this has been a good episode twenty three. Um, it was good. Yeah, it is good. I really enjoyed. I really enjoy ending it on on this note. Yeah, I think. Yeah, me too. Um, on pedo stashes, furries, um, deep dives into weird stuff. So, if you've lasted this long, because uh, I know I got off early. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us this long, uh, viewers, for sure. listeners. Um, remember, you can always catch us on YouTube where we post the video format of the podcast. Or Sir. on the audio platforms, uh, Spotify, Spotify, Apple, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and probably a whole bunch of other podcast mm-hmm. platforms that we don't even know. We just get we just get shotgunned out into the ether. So yep. we're probably on on most podcasting platforms. We should look into Audible. See if we're there. I, I hear their podcasting okay. platform is uh, doing really well. Um, so should definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah um, sure. so yeah, we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing these things, keep blasting them out to different places, see where shit exactly. sticks, um, and keep experimenting with different, uh, uh, video formats and storytelling formats and reviews of different things. Michael's been doing great on the shorts. Uh, if you haven't checked those out, uh, please check those out. And if you're one of our new uh, subscribers, thanks for being here. Uh, subscriber count has been going up. Few counts have been going up. So, uh, Thanks for, yeah, yeah, riding this fucking roller coaster with us. It's been super fun for so sure. far, and we're gonna keep fucking doing it. Strap in, because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go all kinds of different places, and you're gonna want to be on the ride. You're gonna yep. want to be on the ride with that. And uh, make sure give us give us a give us a like mm-hmm. and a subscribe, guys, if you haven't. Ring the bell because you're gonna want to find out when Bradley decides to grow out that pedo stash or grow his hair out. Yeah. You're going to want to be there. You're going to want to know the minute, the minute it happens Uh, for podcast platforms. If you're going to, if you're going to want to stay on this ride with us, try to give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast platform you're in. Give us a note. You, you heard Bradley wax poetically about, about a fucking, I can't even remember the name of the damn TV show. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. You, you heard him wax poetic about Rick and Morty. So drop a comment. Same thing for you YouTube folks, podcasts and YouTubers. Drop a comment to let Bradley know that that's exactly what you want to hear from him. You want to hear him wax poetic about your favorite, your favorite uh, video game story, or you want to hear him talk about whatever video game story he's passionate about. Let I'll him know. It. I'll do it. Let him know. He will. He will. And it's going to be amazing, guaranteed. So yeah. so give him give him some props for what you heard about Rick and Morty and have it done in video game format. 
You're far too kind. You're far too kind to me. Um, but if, yeah, if people want it, uh, I am an animal of service, uh, and I like to be creative. So if people want to listen to it, I'll, I'll, I'll produce it. Help me convince them guys. Cause <laughs> I've, I've been, I've been trying to tell them. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he quite believes me. I don't think he quite believes me. So I think he needs, he needs some inspiration from everybody else that's listening. All right, man. I think you've sold me, but if they, if they chime in, I'm here for it. Uh, All right, man. Shit. Thanks for watching, listening, yeah. uh, participating in what it is to be Pixels and Pines podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we're two dudes uh, talking about video games while drinking pints. Thanks for watching. You got to say something fucked up now. You have to. Uh, Perfect. Fuck. <laughs> I'm not good on the spot. Damn. I'm not good on the spot. God damn it. It was such a waste of an outro.